he could a minute. I'm back. I'm oh, back. Back. back in the game. I'm just basically on the little audio settings. I'm just scrolling through the options just to see if there's anything better. Uh, I'm just going to try this. Here we go. Can, you hear, can you hear me? And is it better? <laughs> no. So, yes and okay. no. Very similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I think just this is going to be the best cold opening we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm ready to go. <laughs> See you next level. <laughs> take, take me as I am or not at all. That's give, it. Give, give Stuart those... the, the biggest editing job he's ever had, cutting me out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Deep, deep faking someone else's voice into it. <laughs> My own voice, because then we can get MJ in on it as well. If MJ can then scroll through the archives of when I've used every single word I'm saying now from a front be Yeah, fun. we'll probably have a good quality podcast. Sound, sound, because up here it's going to be great. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Podcast time, let's do it. Slick. Hello and welcome to Secret Menu, the Frock Unwrapped episodes where we relegate food and promote other subjects. My name is Nate Peterson and tonight we see a return to talking about the Fantasy Premier League. Woo! Footballs! But first... If he were a manager, he'd be Neil Warnock. Northern, no nonsense, and no one likes him unless he's on your side. It's Stuart Bullock. Um, one very important thing about Neil Warnock. When's the last time Neil Warnock won anything? When's the last right. time Stuart Bullock won anything as a football manager? Nathan Peterson. What did you win? I won. I beat you. Oh, sorry, that's... Is that is that winning something? Is it? Did you win a trophy or anything, mate? Or I don't need I don't need a trophy. I beat you. Oh. Well, I don't I don't think that's still winning something, is it? Well, like, it Neil... you, you can insult me and call me Neil Warnock all you want, but we all know that I beat you Jeez. in last year's fantasy football, and that's the real quiz. Next, what? Why do you think it was an insult? I said no one likes you unless you're one of unless you're one of. My own, which you are. So no, I like you. God, nobody likes it. Have you seen Neil Warnock's hair? I, I mean, I'd rather. I'm glad I'm bored. I'd rather be bored than have Neil Warnock's hair for a start. He's got a nose like some kind of crow or something, like a bird. Just a, hide, a hideous man. Terrible football manager. Um, <laughs> awful. It's one of the worst things you've ever said about me. Is he northern? I didn't realise Warnock was northern. Where's he from? Uh, he's Yorkshire, something. Oh. Sheffield, isn't he? He's a, he's a Sheffield. Oh, it's not proper Yorkshire, though, is it? All right, let's not get into the. And next up is the Steve McLaren of the podcast. <laughs> Moved about a bit. Does silly voices. It used to be a big deal, but it's all just a bit sad now. It's MJ. <laughs> I don't know what this like sad thing is. Like I don't know what that is sort of like meant to be like a microaggression against me or something. It wasn't. Very nice, but yeah, it was good. So it wasn't micro. Um, <laughs> it was say something is micro. My penis. <laughs> no. Actually, no. It's oh. it's it's uh, <laughs> barely below average. Self self burn. Those are rare. Yeah. 
they're uh, barely below average. Again, Stephen McLaren. How are you, Michael? Are you okay? Yeah, I yeah, know. absolutely. Another good week. Another good week in the year of fun. Um, What's happened last week? Lost Chadwick Boseman, so brilliant. Yeah. About about in line with 2020, so that's good. Um, yeah, and just continues to be a good year, I think. Yeah. Cool. Bring it down. Well done, Michael. Yeah. But that's like, that's like podcast. I mean, it's a very serious issue. I'm glad that you brought it up. The highlight of what? my week is this hot podcast. So and also. What, um, Got a new big tally, haven't you? What football team does Chadwick both both been play for? <laughs> oh, David, I'm worried. No. I'm really no. worried. No, no, no. Ne- no next no, up, no. next up. Let's move on. Edit next it up. Out. Next up. Out. No. <laughs> next up is a man like Julian Nagelsmann, a young, promising talent who, let's be honest, we don't actually know too much about. But I don't know. Probably had a red ball or something in his life. It's Dylan Mohamed Snar. <laughs> a red ball? <laughs> red ball. All right. <laughs> I mean, he might have had a red, red ball. ball. Look, look, at, look at Dylan. He's, he's had a red ball in his time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> One of the most he's... famous energy drinks in the world. I'm sure everyone's... Well, not everyone, but I'm sure many people have had red balls. Oh, really? Yeah, you could have, I think. Not a fan of Energy drinks. More of a monster. Oh, not even, not even yeah. drinks. Generally. Coffee. Nice black coffee. coffee. Correct. Nature, I've not had that one. Drink. Don't know that. Is that carbonated? <laughs> <laughs> um, how, are you, how are you doing, Dylan? Oh, oh, yeah, I'll, speak well. I'll speak to you in a bit more detail in a, in a minute, but you're doing well? Yeah, very well. Getting busier with work, a bit more sport coming back. So, yeah, thanks for having me back on. No worries. You are. I mean, you are the resident um, FPL expert. Uh, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll, we'll come on to yeah. some of your expertise from, yeah. next, uh, from last year in a minute. Um, and finally, <coughs> making his long-awaited return, it's the resident Brendan Rogers. Thinks he's David Brent. Seems to be talented, but other than that one year, never really lives up to his reputation. How do you delete Skype <laughs> <laughs> of your computer or a potato oh. um, yeah. no so okay fuming um, I've obviously had a fair few fuck pod introductions over the years and uh, that's by far the most insulting um, I think you've actually gone in on all of us quite heavy there apart from Dylan, who, who who you merely just insinuated was a young great man who's had a carbonated drink at some point. <laughs> what are you we'll, talking about, mate? You called me we'll, Steve McLaren. I think I won you <laughs> the best uh, praise there. I don't think yeah, <coughs> yeah. whose whose nickname is literally Wally with a brolly. <laughs> <laughs> Shelters himself in the rain. Smart guy. Uh oh, my favourite. Neil Warnock anecdote you ask um, oh probably the one when he wanted to go on a team bonding uh, exercise with the Sheffield United group so told them that they were going out to bowling and convinced them all to put in a tenner each to spice things up a bit and make it all a bit exciting they all agreed popped a tenner in the pot then he brings out his custom shoes and his glove and his bowling ball bowled like Old 250 into the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute legend. So, yeah, there we go. That's what Neil Warnock's won. 
<laughs> you want to be cocky about it, Mister Yorkshire? Bowling, yeah, yeah. He wins yeah, the bowling. Pointless though, isn't it? Um, right, let's chat to our guests a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start with Dylan. Uh, second time on, you you got over the nerves from the first episode. You, are you ready to make some cracking predictions this 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 time around? Uh, it's been such a long year. I can't remember what I said last year. I, let me let big... me just put down some. Let me just Go get on. my notes out of the things that you said. <laughs> uh, Card, Cardiff have the strongest squad in the in the championship, and we'll wow. finish second. We'll finish second. Yeah, I was only a couple of places off. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely straight back up. I think you said. Um, seriously, how how do you feel your season went with Cardiff, other than obviously being a couple of places off? We massively overachieved. I think you know we had the change Warnock out, uh, Neil Harris in, um, and you know we were down there. I don't think we fancied anything to get playoffs was a bit of fun, rubbish about the fans, and you know it would have been a different story. I think if there was a few fans here, but no, I'm quite confident for next season. I'm second again. <laughs> Interesting. Um, what's the thoughts on Neil um, Neil Harris? You like him? What you've seen from him? So yeah, far? he's done a great job. He's we're playing a bit more football. I know the stats don't say it, but we are playing. I can see Darcy laughing, but we are playing some decent football. Um, yeah. Just need a. There's a few positions we need to strengthen now in the next couple of weeks, and then yeah, I think I fancy. Us. I think with the teams that have come down this season, I think they're a lot more weak than last time round. So I fancy us to go go back up. Uh, yeah, uh, just to just to be clear though, I mean, if 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 Harris doesn't work out, you can't have Solskjaer back. I'm afraid. You can keep him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I it is as a Cardiff fan, and you know my mates were Cardiff fans. When he got a United job, it was one of the most shocking moments. I remember just reading it because it was horrendous football he played under us. Didn't have a clue, and they they finished the season quite well. United, so you know. It's, I- but the the football at Cardiff was it was horrendous. I, I know he didn't do very well at you guys, but but I always I always do think that aside from him, I think you were in a bit of a disarray around the the, the yeah, club anyway the whole, at the time. Oh, I don't yeah, think it, you know, we were in the red when we um, yeah, and so, you know it was nasty against the owner. So yeah, it was a yeah, exactly. Time. So I do think there were I do think there was a bit more to it than just not not to defend him too much because obviously. The man just should yeah, still but be the style of football was terrible as well. Yeah. I mean, we did make great signings, but you know, he seems to be doing a decent job now at United. Yeah. Why? Why? Why were all of the so when you did like the introductions, they were they were all like football. Are they all like? Are they all vegans or what? Is the connection to falafel? Here he is. Yeah. I, this is a falafel episode, right? This is for because I've literally gone out on social media saying this episode is about falafel. I've got a list of falafel questions here. This isn't football, is it? Yeah, it's really good. It's working out this one. Yeah. Should we keep going with it? <laughs> I think we'll just rest that to bed there. We'll have a little uh, little memoriam for it later. Both we'll just quietly tuck it in there. Good, good try though, MJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, gotta try, you gotta try some things, you know, yeah. you, you've got to throw some shit at the wall, hit the crossbar. <laughs> No. If only. <laughs> yeah. A um, couple of other things you said last year, Dylan. Um, 
Ravel Morrison and Joe Joe Jolinton. Joe however you say his name, uh, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, we yeah. were two of your two of your big picks. Which one? Which yeah. one stayed in your team all season? Either of them? Or? Uh, Joe Linton was there for quite a while because he was one of them. Where I thought I'm going to take him out and he's going to bang a hat trick. But I've had a lot of shit for Joe Linton, and it was deserved because he is an absolute card horse. You know, I watched <laughs> Newcastle quite a lot, but I mean, they paid forty million quid for him. And I watched quite a bit of Bundesliga, and he, he did well in Bundesliga, but just didn't happen. But I put him yeah. in for this season anyway. Good plan. He's, he's back in. I've got to stick by him, haven't I? Exactly. He, to be fair, he, he had an he, he no okay. Yeah, exactly. He had a better <laughs> second half of season than he had first, so he's on the up, yeah. he's on the rise. Get him while he's cheap. <laughs> Very <not>? cheap. <laughs> Why not? Um, lovely stuff. Um, let's move on to our other guest david david goss the other side of the playoffs if you will um tell us tell us how shit cardiff were come on no i no i wasn't laughing by the way at dylan saying that cardiff were playing good football guys thought they were impressive when i saw them play and i was very worried going into the playoffs um uh, against the sort of cardiff cardiff side over two legs but we have had Neil Harris's number um, every time we've played him. And some, you know, some some managers, you know, for some reason you, you'll find your team always struggles against. And I hoped that the fact that we'd beaten Neil Harris' side every time um, might work in our favour. As it was, I mean, in that first leg, it took a beautiful individual goal from Onomar coupled with you know couple you know coupled with maybe a defense that should have maybe coped better in those circumstances but it, either way it was a beautiful goal coupled with a very late 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 good free kick um from Cabano uh you know we were very lucky to go to take that two two goal lead back to the second leg and always thought that second leg would be really difficult but it proved I guess enough um yeah, I, I, I rate Cardiff, and I think obviously keeping that keeping that squad and Harris going into the new season, they, in my opinion, should be up there again in playoffs. I think um, you, you never know, do you? But I mean, not every relegated club from the Prem will smash it and come straight back up. Although they are very, they just happen to be really strong sides coming down. I think. Uh, more stronger than usual. Um, Bournemouth, I guess, are in a big transitional period now without Howe. So they could be the one that fall away. Um, and I guess if Norwich sell their key players, I don't know, maybe they won't have momentum to come back up. But Watford, in my opinion, will be very strong. And obviously yeah. only three teams can go up. Cardiff could definitely be one of them. But you think Brentford should be strong again. I expect Watford to be strong. Um, yeah, it'll be tough. Championships are always competitive, always really competitive. But um, no, I expect Cardiff to have, a, to have another good season. So you, you said you rate Cardiff? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 rate, I rated them towards the end of last season, yeah. That's quite interesting because I've got a WhatsApp conversation here between you and I. <laughs> MJ, oh my God, we beat them. Gossy, yeah, yeah, I'm so happy. MJ, yeah, we're going up. Gossy, 
Cardiff shitty more like. Brilliant. Yeah. That, that <laughs> you just sent me a picture. Oh my god, I can yogurt. see it. I can see it. It's it's yeah. there all in black and white. No, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> sounds like you, if anything. Yeah, I that think sounds like me. Um, fully representative of your voice. But no, yeah, amazing. Um, obviously, yeah, from a Fulham fan perspective, to have at least something to be happy about in 2020. Um, and obviously, it was quite quite beautiful that uh, we won a final against a, a rival. Oh, scumdoos who absolutely despise Fulham and um, the fact that it was the biggest game in their club's history um, and and everyone in the world expected Brentford to, to win it comfortably, especially Brentford, um, it made it sweeter, all the sweeter. And um, yeah, although, of course, that would have, you know, or, or should have theoretically been uh, another trip to Wembley, another amazing day out with friends and family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if not for COVID, I do believe that obviously COVID has set off this chain of chain of events that has led to us getting to the playoff final. I don't know if we would have got to the playoff final had there been no COVID. Um, we had some key injuries uh, to players that came back. Players like Onama, um, he was injured. Um, Harrison Reed, who was probably our best player after the restart, he was long-term injury as well. And they came back to fitness when football restarted. And so, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, that, that sort of chain of events has led to where we are. And so you've just got to accept that, uh, you know, we're, we're all sort of in this together as fans. And so you've just got to make the best of a... It's not it's not like only Fulham fans can come to football when everyone else is. Um, so, yeah, t- take the win. It's great. And um, try and enjoy a year of premiership football. I mean, hopefully it's more than one, but... Um, I don't think it will be. Oh, oh it so, absolutely so, will be. So, so pessimistic. Oh, oh, it will be many years. Well, we'll come, we'll, we'll come to that in a little bit in terms of who we think we might be going down. Um, MJ, what's, what's, you're obviously... A, well, we're on Fulham. I'm going to transition to you. Fulham. Very nice. what, you're, you're obviously a strong Fulham supporter. Yeah, um, been Fulham bleed, supporter for many years. Bleed white and black. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, and uh, red. What, yeah, what's your... <laughs> What's what's your feeling on on what's happened in the last few months and and the, the coming year? Yeah, so I didn't know about the um, injury details like Reed and whatnot that um, Gossie just said about. However, um, I do know a lot. No, I know a lot more about Fulham, their current squad, players, play style than I used to, uh, and I guess football in general. I'm just a, a, a lot more clued up on it. I watch a lot more um, thanks to. Um, parties allowing certain access um, let's just say that I have Sky and that I pay for it let's just say that um, which is essentially very true ah <laughs> uh, shit what <laughs> no I do I do I do um, I do yeah I do have Sky and so I get to watch a lot more footballs now so um, what something that I didn't do before was just like watch random matches whereas now I will do that Ed, like any time to put them on and I can watch it. I do do. So that's that's good. Uh, have really enjoyed watching them play recently. The big ones for me is obviously I've like, um, well, Gossie and I got to see the debut uh, match of Knockout or Knockout. 
um, in person against Oxford United. Um, so I've enjoyed seeing him all season, but more, I wasn't really familiar with Decord over Reed um, or Reed until like after the, um, uh, the after the break. And so I got to see a good few matches of them. Absolutely loved both of them. Um, so yeah, now really excited to watch them in the Premier League. And it's so it's weird that the thing that is interesting is that basically it's more interesting watching a team of football when you do actually know all of the players. It's a bit more. It's a. It's like watching a drama on TV when you know all the characters. It's like oh, like it. It makes it a bit more exciting, a bit more interesting. So yeah, very excited for the new season. Um, yeah, and uh, hopefully going to get to watch quite a lot of them. Joking aside, there's obviously a, a running gag about the fact that you support almost every single team in the country. Um, would you say it's you support... five from every division? It's not every. Yeah, that's fair. Um, would you say you support Fulham now more than you've ever supported any other club? Oh, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Because like when I so before Fulham, I supported West Brom. I don't remember. I will have watched them play. I don't remember watching them play, and I don't remember. I think with with West Brom, it was more checking results. <laughs> um, and then before them, when the before that, before then was just Manchester United, and that was when I was a child and just cared about sticker albums, really. Yeah. And fingering girls. <laughs> <laughs> There was a few very special occasions where I got to do swapsies with someone and then I got to see their sticker collection. (laughs) Panini, Panani. (laughs) Let me just tell you, Merlin's sleeve wasn't the only thing getting yanked up (laughs) there. Save me. Phantoms. Phantoms, what are they doing? Less said the better, really. Poor season. We finished... um, We finished ninth. Uh, Just just bang average. Not very good players. Poor signings. We're starting this season again with... Just a squad squad of players, very few of which anyone's ever heard of. Um... Those players that we ha- we had signed that were were going to do big things like we'd signed Vaughan and we were expecting him to just destroy League Two and instead he was a bad influence in the dressing room and he got sent out on loan. He's gone now. Contract terminated. Uh, just League Two nonsense. It's hard to it's hard to have any enthusiasm for it. I felt like that when we finished seventh a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Kim, that, that is that is awful. Like, I, I do genuinely like. Obviously, Gossie and I have quite a few com- conversations about this sort of stuff, and I do make joking comments like that. And you know, all joking aside, like the, the worst that I have had to abjure, yeah, deal with as a United fan is finishing seventh, and it was horrible and stuff like that. But obviously, I don't understand, don't know, don't have that same level of feeling that you guys have had in your respective footballing um, following like for you Stuart I mean you obviously would have had presumably you were following them when they were in the Premier League yep. 20 years ago I've or seen, whatever I've, it was I've seen Bradford City in every every league division uh, so, so I just 
I can't imagine like having that level of like difference of of of, of viewing of my team of, of thinking of going from a mid you know going from a a team that survived a year in the in the Premiership mm. and then uh, and not a million a million miles uh, million ages later being a bang average League Two side like it just it's, it's mad that you can have that level of difference in team quality. The, the vast majority of my real kind of fa- fandom of Bradford City has been League One and League Two though so I've I've I'd have, I've always had a passing interest in football, but it's only the last maybe twelve years or so where I've been a fairly avid Bradford City fan. So, um, it, 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 whilst I remember and I did watch them, and I have always I have always nominally been a Bradford City supporter. Um, it's been it's been the lower league football that's where I've where I have been yeah. following them. Like we've had some brilliant, you know, seven years ago we we got to the final of um, final mm-hmm. of the League Cup and got destroyed by some Welsh boys. Uh, we got we got we got promoted in the playoffs the same season. We've had some amazing times. Um and it will come again because we're it's a cliche in it, but we're a massive club. I mean Gossy, you've been to Valley Parade, haven't you? I mean oh, amazing. For for a League Two team to be to be playing in and and we're still gonna be well we're not gonna be playing in front of Sorry. any fans but <clears throat> is that the name of your stadium, Valley Parade? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's called something. Name. It's called something. It's called something ridiculous, like the Pulse Stadium or something awful. Oh, sponsored. Yeah, but it's yeah, Valley, Valley Parade's wicked, man. Yeah, I like that. It's a good name. It's about it's about thirty thousand, isn't it? I think it, I think it holds about twenty twenty five, twenty seven, something like that. But the, right. I mean, obviously, we, even in League Two, we still get eleven, twelve thousand spectators through the gates, which is huge. But yeah. it's a, it's. It's a double-edged sword because teams come to Valley Parade and it's a cup final for them because they're playing. You know, they could be playing in front of two thousand people at home and then they come to play in front of a, a massive crowd and and raise their game. Yeah, um, yeah. So it doesn't necessarily work out best for us in League Two. Is um, Theo into football at all? Is he? No, is he... no, no. I, I wasn't when I was a kid though. Like no. genuinely, like I said, like I, I always supported. I used to go and watch. My dad used to take me to watch Bradford City when I was Theo's kind of age, um, but I, I, I liked the idea of it. I liked playing it. I liked playing computer games. But I was never into watching it, and Theo was kind of the same as that. And um, I, I think, I think he's probably going to be a Man City fan though. Oof, he, he really? does. He makes lots of noises about Man City. Um, he's, well, I guess. He's, I- it's the only club in Manchester, isn't it? So, well, yeah, he's mates of Man City fans. Oh uh, no, I know. I was going to say, how does it feel? Your son is literally that key demographic of he is the next generation, isn't he? Of yeah. of of the of the childhood glory supporter, yeah. so to speak. Just like we all were for Man United, winning everything, their treble win and stuff. It, it yeah. produced a whole generation across the whole country yeah. of United fans, and Theo's going to be part of that. He isn't did, he? The thing is, though, he's got no idea that City are a good team. He's got no, not, he's got no it's idea. A location thing, yeah, it's a location it's, thing for yeah. him, isn't it? He, he lives in in Manchester or around Manchester, yeah. and it's it's much more acceptable for him to fa- follow Man City than it yeah. would be. We live Chelsea. We live a fifteen oh, minute drive away from the Etihad. Um, the two kids over the road that are his mates are both City fans. Both their parents are both lifelong season ticket holders from main road days, um, and he's just he's he's just got, 
it's it's purely the influence of other kids being City fans. Yeah, I think yeah. as well with kids, they need like a big player to kind of look up to, don't they? Yeah. And like with Bradford, they all work on one season basis. Yeah, you'll get a retained list which has got like three players on sometimes. Yeah, and it's so hard for them to have like that striker who's going twenty goals a season. And he's gone the next season, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, you know, Man City, you've got De Bruyne and all that, and they look up to them, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's so hard to watch as well, League 1 and League 2. How would you watch games, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without going to them. And you don't Just want... had a look at Bradford's kit, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, Bradford's yeah. Kit. So, it's yeah, really, yeah. The, it's, I, I think our colours stand out stand out a mile, other than... Yeah. I mean, other than Motherwell, who literally... I was going to say, same, it's, but... it's, it's, only, it's the only club in England, certainly in the top... Four yeah. leagues that have that clarity um, number, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. That's wicked. Get good kits, yeah. Old, I mean, they're usually, some shockers, but they're usually good designs, though, aren't they? Mm. As well, as well as being good colours. Yeah, that's yeah. actually the same colour combination. Well, it was, it was the same colour as the um, as my um, secondary school badge, uh, Rumsey, Rumsey Griff- Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had not with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 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 and so the rugby kits I wore with that. An old an old man once tapped my wife on the shoulder on a bus because she was wearing a Bradford City scarf um, to ask her the question Potter or Bradford. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Love that. Is that, is that the is that the rubbish follow up to Sweet Royal Savour? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I wish you'd made that joke earlier, and then I could have actually made the game. <laughs> well, tell me tell me these things beforehand. <laughs> Ah, lovely stuff. Lovely, lovely bit of football talk on a football podcast. With that all out of the way, speaking of games, Dylan, Quivia. Quizvia. Oh, is Dylan, Dylan doing Wait, Quivia? What? Dylan is doing Quivia. Oh. I am kicking back. I have delegated the Quivia hat onto Dylan. A couple, of heads, a couple of questions. Oh and my Dylan, God. We've got some kind of left field football questions. Why? I don't know. Oh. I don't even why know that. Why, why did you ask to do it? Did I just naturally you, assume? You asked me. You asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was Didn't get the it's, script, no. It's it's weird because I've never I've never asked any other guest to do it. I just don't, oh, I don't know why. I'm... Oh yeah, there we go. Go for it, mate. Right, we've got a couple of multiple choice, and then the other ones kind of you just have to shout out to me. Yeah, you know, and I'll give you a point. So we've got no, seven no. questions. Oh. It's just literally fastest answer. You just don't want us to shout at you. Uh, or, or do you want us to? Well, you can't really write down and send them to me, can you? You can't send them in a chat privately. Oh, well, we could we could write yeah. them down and then you can ask us our answers afterwards. Yeah, do you want to do yeah. that? Yeah, answers at the end. That's yeah. what. That's, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that Nathan's the best at quizzes, but that's what he usually does. That's the <laughs> that's the format I'm used to. I've at least worked. I've at least worked out what I'm going to do by this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, want, do you want me to do Quivia, Dylan? I can probably put something together. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Go on. Go on, lad. Black. Right. First question. Which team hit the woodwork the most times last season? Which Premier League team? Premier League. So the numbers are third position hit it 16 times, second position hit it 17 times, and first position hit it 27 times. I think I know this, but I can't I, I do know remember. It. I do know it. I've gone for it. I've gone for something. I've actually done top three for bonus points. So. <laughs> <laughs> his face. Look at his beautiful face. Oh, I love him too. Gets a lot of shit on this podcast, but you know, gen- genuinely speaking, he's he's definitely one of our favourite people. Oh, cheers, mate. You too. Right. Question two. Uh, Last time Cardiff City and Fulham in the Premier League together, 18-19 season. First game, Cardiff City 4, Fulham 2. At the Cardiff City Stadium. Name the two Fulham goal scorers that day. Are any of these going to be hard questions or... Oh, 1819. No, he was gone by then. Uh, hmm. Struggling to name two Fulham players. Not me. I got. I can name loads. Well, it's not going to be Rodak, is it? Come on. What well, one of them was an absolute welding. Ah, oh, and I was right behind it. Stunner. Yeah, his was amazing. Oh, oh, it was a man. That's narrowed it down. I've just put, right. I've just put some names. Next up, the season I was born, ninety-seven, ninety-eight season. There were, <laughs> there right, were three... kick him off the fucking call. Not... <laughs> there were three top goal scorers with eighteen goals each that season. Awful. Michael Owen was one. Yep. Chris Sutton was the other. Yeah. Who was the third? Ninety-seven, ninety-eight season, eighteen goals each. Michael Owen, Chris Sutton. Who did Chris Sutton play for? Was it a Blackburn at the time? Blackburn, maybe. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, he was there for two or three years. They signed him in ninety-four. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Blackburn used to be good. They won the league, mate. No, they won the league in 94-95. The Thorns? Mm. No. <laughs> the Petals? Oh. Just my mind. Oh. I don't... Scribble's oh. probably not allowed. Uh, Actually, no, no I scribbled out my second one. The Scribble is allowed, yeah. No, can't... 18 goals? That's fucking awful, isn't it? Yeah. 8 goals each, yeah. And that, was that, that might have still been 42 games a season as well. I can I could get eighty. <laughs> oh. Easy question. So yeah. here we go. Next next question. Too right. easy. Right. Full, full disclosure, I've I've crossed that one name, so it's not cheating when when I show them. Yeah, whatever. Last podcast, MJ was a big fan of Dominic Calvert Lewin. That he was going to <laughs> smash it for Everton. Who was the only player? to finish above him on the fantasy football points tally for Everton. Oh. Ah. 
Next uh, that, question. What did this year just gone? This oh. season just gone. 126 points for Calvert-Lewin. And he's in second place. Do you know the number of points for the person above him? 165 points. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I'm oh. glad you've been taking notes, Dylan. Oh. Hmm. 90, that 97, 98 one's really bugging me. All going flat? Yep. Yeah. Right. First ever Food Review UK video I watched was on the 27th of April 2014. It was a Kabuto noodles review. Oh. What iconic football moment happened on that day when you uploaded that video? What was the date again? 27th of April 2014. Iconic football moment. What um what day was that, Dylan? It was a Sunday. Yes. Yeah, I know it too. Neil Warnock winning at winning at bowling. Right. Question six. Leeds United have been prem- uh, promoted to the Premier League. Boom. <laughs> they were relegated in the 03-04 season. Good season. One player from that league squad has gone on to win two Premier League titles. Who is that player? Great question. <clears throat> right, let's have a think about that. Sorry, could, could you... Could you repeat that, please? Yeah. Yes. One player from the 2003-2004 league squad has gone on to win two Premier League titles in his career. Name that player. <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, MJ, just imagine you're playing D and D and just make a name up. Um, okay. Quibchi. I'm struggling with what happened in 2014. To be honest. Ah, oh, it's easy, mate. Oh, you're gonna hate yourself. I've written down the circumstance of it. I just need to fill in the, the actual information. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm furious with myself that I can't think of a player, Leeds player now. Oh, that one's easy. Easy. I found all of these quite easy, to be honest. I'm coming first, at least. (laughs) That's what he says to Claire every night. (laughs) (laughs) Three nights, I can have a chance to be a Which player became the first Premier League player to score in the injury time at Old Trafford last season? First player to score in injury time for the opposition team at Old Trafford in the Premier League. In last season? Last season, yeah. Old Trafford has had 11 last-minute winners, and they were all for Man United before this. Yeah. Oh! I don't... Oh! I'm not certain on this person's first name, so I've written down 
a name that I think sounds like it, but I'm not certain. I've had a guess. Oh. And what was the year? Oh, 2014, of course. I don't think this is... uh, I think I know the team, but I don't know if that's the right player. I know the two players. It is. Thanks, Dylan. No worries. So, let's go round. Question one. Which team... Hit the woodwork the most times, twenty-seven times. I've gone for sp- I've, I've gone for Spurs. Mm. No, it's uh, so the top three is Arsenal, Burnley, and number one is Chelsea. Yeah, none of them are in the top three. Sorry. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Chelsea. That again. <laughs> <laughs> I said. Which which team hit the which team hit the would work the most last season. What's the answer? Oh, What's you? I said City. Correct. Manchester City. Oh, wow. wow. The the only, the... Norwich was 16 times and Liverpool was second. Wow. The only reason I went for Liverpool over City is because I know Skip, City scored more goals than Liverpool so I just thought maybe Liverpool were just a little bit a little bit unlucky, bless them. Bit of a tough season for them. <laughs> Get the fucking... Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, MJ, do you know the two players who scored? Before yeah, yeah, that was Tom, Tom Kearney and Cavalero. No. Yeah. Cavalero wasn't in, he wasn't even at Fulham for that year. Oh, what year was that, sorry? It was the, it was, I believe, I can, I, I, I believe the two S's, Sherla and Sessignon. Correct. Oh, did anyone, did anyone wow. Do I get, I've got, I've got Sessignon, do I get half a point? Half a point. Yeah, I get half a point for just naming two, I think. Sherla's Sherla's goal oh. was on Goldie. Out on the left. Hasn't he just retired? Hasn't he just retired? Yeah, yeah, he retired, yeah. Madness. Half a point on the first one as well, because I named three football Yeah. Right, 97-98 season. Who have you gone for? David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, laugh. I've gone for Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips? Super Kev. I've gone for Gianfranco Zola. <laughs> Good shout. I've gone, no. for, I've gone for Andy Cole. No, no. You are me. all wrong. I'm gone. It's not Andy Johnson, is it? No. No. Henri? Holmes under the Hammer star. Dion. Dion Dublin. Oh, Dion the Doob Dub- Dublin. I uh, don't know any of the words you've just said. So. <laughs> Don't know what any of that is. Imagine that was that that was the state of football twenty years ago. Was twenty five years ago was Dion Dublin being the joint top scorer. I literally I was with a mate the other day and I brought up the name Dion Dublin and I specifically said I don't really remember anything about him to be honest. I was a bit too young. And then here he is coming up (laughs) in a bloody quiz I've taken part in. Bloody two days later, he was so he was so shit at United. And he went on to absolutely bang goals for fucking Villa and other shit teams like Villa. <laughs> MJ, what player finished above Carver Lewin and Everton points? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Dean. No, Digna. I thought you were genuinely bat- bouncing and just said yeah. like a random <laughs> English name. <laughs> 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 no, 
<laughs> you just named an Everton player that I know, but I am gonna is gonna hurt when I hear who because I do know the names of some Everton players, and it's obviously just the best Everton player. Anyone else? Is it Richardson? Uh, yes. Richardson. Yes. There you go. The South Africa, the South American wonder. <laughs> the only one I know. Brazilian, I think. Yeah, correct. Uh, fun fact about Richarlison: over the last two seasons, he's the second highest scoring Brazilian in the top five European leagues after Neymar. Wow, good knowledge. Yeah. Good knowledge. Right, twenty fourteen, my first ever Frank video. What iconic football moment happened on the twenty seventh of April, twenty fourteen? Sergio Aguero, Aguero signing for Manchester City. No, nope. no, that was earlier. Two, two, that was April. Aguero, no, he didn't. Was it? No. Was it when Cardiff got promoted to the Prem? Nope. Oh, I, 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 I genuinely didn't know, but I, I didn't know whether you would dancing because I was on the pod and so I was still in relegation. Nope. It was Steven Gerrard's slip against Chelsea. Oh! Wow. That happened on the day the noodles went. He probably saw the review. <laughs> got in his head. He's like, oh, noodles are slippery. I'm going to fall over. Wow. What a good day as well. Yeah, and the, th- and the thing is, I actually do remember where I was that day as well. I was in Latvia watching it in a, in a bar in Riga. Mental. With with uh, with uh, I was Dear on a double. stag do. I, I was on a stag do, and the stag, and obviously his brother was best man. But they were they were they are scouts. They were Liverpool fans, and um, yeah, they were not too happy. <laughs> why were you? Why why didn't they enjoy the review? And why were you watching the review on? When you <laughs> <made them? laughs> Very good. Um, right. Can I? Can sorry, can I that gone? Who 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 won the league that year? Who Say did that that, that 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 slip up? What that cost them the league? And who who went on to win it that year? City, I think. City. So if so, you could. I mean, what what I'm getting at is like that slip essentially cost Liverpool the title, meaning that another team got Sergio Aguero won won the thing. So if I said Man City winning Premier League. That's sort of right, really. So that is that's a powerful point. No, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's an iconic yeah. moment that essentially yeah. handed the title to Man City. I mean, it's that, yeah. I, you yeah. say slip, I say yeah. title lost. Yeah. Well, we can all say things that happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, this, but I mean, this is actually intrinsically linked to what happened. I mean, it's not like oh, ball, ball yeah, was okay. kicked. You know, it's it's. You can prove anything with facts yeah. and information. Yeah. Half a point. <laughs> You're the boss, mate. You pick the rules. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number six. Can you name our Leeds player who was in the 0304 squad that has gone on to win two Premier League titles? I actually know the answer. Go on, Michael. <laughs> Rude Van Nisseroy. Brilliant. No. James Milner. Uh, James Milner is correct. Oh. Wow. Good knowledge. Can you name the other player in the in the squad that has won a Premier League title? Alan Smith. Oh, I remember now. To be honest, <laughs> did, did Smith? Did United win the Prem when Smith? I forgot, totally forgot that Smith yeah. played for United. I said, I said, I said Alan Smith. 
Warren Smith, mate. What a dog do I'm not on he was. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. Good. I mean, if let's see what he won, because I'm not having this. He won more. He, he um, definitely. He was at United for three seasons. Oh. Terrible footballer. Uh, another one who's won. Fuck yeah, he won it once. I can't, I can't think of another player Red in that squad who's won the Prem. Northern England names. Here we go. Um, Oliver Johnson. Um, Charlie Jack back. Brilliant. Go on, Dylan. I I can't remember. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did they have at that time? Nick, Nicky Cumberland. <laughs> Are you just reading out sausages? <laughs> Pork. <laughs> I've got it up, you know. Hang on. When did Fowler go to Leeds? Well, they were still in the Prem, but I don't know. I think he'd moved. I think he'd gone to City by the time they'd gone down. Because they were try- they were desperately selling players because they were in big financial trouble. Yeah. And he, went, a, he went to Man City for like 15 million or something. Yeah. Right. Last one. Awful game. Name Terrible. that player. I'd, I'd like to go first again because I think if I'm right. It'll be amazing. Uh, I mean, and if I'm wrong, it'll probably, I don't know. Uh, is it Tammy Abraham? No. Crystal Palace. Did I say it was Crystal Palace? Uh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, oh you Jeffrey. Sorry, guys. Oh, hang on. Can, uh, can we all change our answer? <laughs> yeah, answer changed then. Yeah. Done. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that one. <laughs> no, it wasn't Wilfred Hart. Was it Van uh, Arnholt? Correct. Wow. Oh, I went for the wrong shit left back. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awful. So oh. I got a half point for the first two questions. So I actually only got one out of seven. I got, and two, even that, I got two and a half. Three. Generally. I got three. I got five. Oh, the boss. Nate got five. Nah, I don't believe it. How? Five out of seven. Because he's li- lying. Yeah. He's given himself so many points like I did. I got ten. Yeah. I got ten. Look, piece of paper. Yeah, I actually got yeah. seven as well. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Fruck Unwrapped, the Food Review UK podcast. This is MJ, and if you donate to us on Patreon, I will stop oh, doing this stupid voice. Thanks for the quiz. Well done. Dylan. That was good. That. Enjoyed the quiz. Yeah, really good. I'm going to draw a football now in, in celebration of the quiz. <laughs> Please do. We'll, we'll come back to that on the audio podcast. Um, well done, Gossi, for winning Quivia. Um, the first, the first guest to win it in quite some time. So well done. Usually it's Stuart. Thank you. Well done. We'll get your we'll get your check for your winnings in the post. Imbro. Imbro, yeah. You should know it, mate. Your kit sponsored by him for about 15 years. Yep. <laughs> good one. What do you mean, good one? I don't know. Do you like the kit? No, that's good. That's good. good. <laughs> I like it, Imbro. Imbro. I don't care, mate. I don't care about your stupid kit. <laughs> I think you will care when you hear about it. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, this there's right been a fake up there. <laughs> Very good. Very well done. Very well done. Always got my attention. Right, let's talk about 
Fantasy Premier League 2020-21. Hopefully not to be too um, destroyed by the coronavirus and we can have a lovely, lovely, smooth season this time around and, and not annoy people like Stuart who makes loads of transfers every week in the in the interim period and then wild cards come out and... Furious about that. Heart, heart so heart. furious. Yeah, oh, God, you were so smug when you were doing it. Oh, look at me. I'm doing transfers every week even though there's no football. <laughs> oh, so fucking good. <laughs> anyway, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Right. Before we actually sort of break down, get into it and break down like positions or anything like that, I want to sort of like just touch on a few, a few things about the the FPL game as a whole. Yep. Um, and just get your thoughts on it. So the first point I've got here is, which I didn't think, I don't think I sent to you, but when I was looking through it the other day, what do you think the FPL are thinking of when they put in prices of players that have no chance of playing at the same price as players who are? So for example, Carl Darlow at Newcastle, goalkeeper, is the same price as Dubravka at five million, yet has zero chance of playing realistically, like barring an injury. I think the prices for the for the players in the specific situation that you say is is just absolutely crazy. When you look at the like point difference from last year, like I was looking at some of them and I was like, oh, oh, he's a recent signing then. Oh no, just doesn't score any points, but costs the same it's insane i don't know how they fucking do it they yeah i mean pricing as a whole is a bit weird but there's just there's just some there's there's other ones like rojo at united zero chance of playing probably won't even get a a move to another premier league team yet he's basically the same price as lindelof who is almost certainly a starter at this point it's just it's just weird they wouldn't reduce those players down to a more reasonable reasonable price I i can't help but feel personally Obviously, there's no way that we could ever confirm this. It's just speculation. But it, looking at the prices, it does just feel like, because of obviously the short gap um, between the seasons, that they have just somewhat rushed a lot of these prices through. Yeah. Not really thought too much about each one. Not really maybe done their research and just gone, yeah, 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 fine. Which is... I guess in the circumstances, fair enough. Normally the season finishes, what, May, beginning of May, and they have a big long break before they start building up anticipation for the game. Then they bring it out. Whereas now it was like literally a couple, like a week or two, a couple of weeks, and then they had to already make the game available. So I do empathise with them. But yeah, certainly the prices seem a bit suspect this year. I mean, I can only, you know, looking at the Fulham players, obviously, um, in quite detail, you can just tell that there was no research done there at all. Um, they're all they're all basically the same price. For yeah, it's weird. Bar, bar Joe, Joe Bryan, who's a 0.5 more expensive, that must only be because he got quite a lot of assists last year and scored the goals to put us up. And of course, Mitrovic, who you know is worthy of obviously being, I guess, a, a little bit more. Um, but you can just tell. I mean, the players that didn't even play last season, but maybe were part of the Premier League squad before, they're all like five mil. And actually, our three, our three cheapest midfielders are Anguissa, uh, Harrison Reed. And Mario Lamina, who I mean, 
and Greece's future, we don't know yet what holds for that. But if he does stay at the club, you're looking at two of them three actually being our starting midfielders. So you've got this raft of other full of midfielders like Kevin McDonald, Stephanie Hansen. They're not even going to be at the club probably by the time mm. the season starts. Yet they're in at that token five mil. So I really do think that they've rushed through the prices this year. And and to be honest, given the time frames that they've had to work with, oh, fair enough, isn't it? I, we don't know how well they're going to do, but I think the Fulham players are fucking extraordinary good value. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. Like I've got, I've literally got three Fulham players because it allows my rest of. The, it, I, I know that they are definitely like great players, and it allows the rest of my team to just be fucking incredible. Yeah, I've got I, filth. Yeah, I don't know if this is a was meant to be a discussion point for later on in the pod, but. I would agree also. I would agree with you. Um, I have two Fulham players in there based on very good value. And to be fair, would would possibly do a third. That mental. Um, but would possibly do a third um, to get to, just to get the price down. Yeah. Um, so like the, the midfield labs that I just mentioned, they're not going to be big point scorers. Because um, all three of them are, they're not attacking midfielders. But if you wanted a player that's going to play, you know, most of the game or 90 minutes at 4.5 mil, I might be putting him in just to get money elsewhere. But two two absolute bargains for me in that squad are Mitrovic at 6 mil. Yeah. Um, you've got a striker there whose opening 10 games include one four rated or above fixture. In the difficulty list, and even that Sheffield United. So if that if Sheffield United are the only you know are the only four four difficulty level teams, you can see Mitrovic getting some goals in that opening uh, third of the season. Um, he's done it before in one of the worst Premier League sides of all time at six mil, especially. And I I know this is going to be a talking point soon, but with the positional changes, um, you are really just left with strikers. Uh, as your forwards this year, not the wingers, because as we know, the wingers have all been made into uh, midfielders. And so, to me, Mitrovic represents extraordinary value because you know he is playing 90 minutes of football every week. There is no rotation. There is no substitutions. He plays 90 minutes every week. He's 6 mil, and he is our main source of goals as well. So, you know, if Fulham score, it's probably him. That that makes him great value, uh, and the other one obviously doesn't really need as much explanation. But our goalie, um, he's four point five. He'll start a lot. I know they're different leagues, but when he was introduced into the team, um, we kept a lot of clean sheets, especially with Hector coming into the side at centre back. Um, Rodak for me was. I mean, I did. I voted him for the player of the season without our keeper. Uh, I really didn't think we had a chance. Um, Fulham's promotion for me was, until the restart, our season was based on two men, one keeping the ball out of the net and one putting it in at the other end. In the end, it was much more of a team effort. And we had Hector, Reed, and an amazing sort of really, really good spine. But um, Rodak's a very important player for Fulham. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they see him play in the Premier League. 
Um, he's a name people don't know about, but he's he's uh, he's only 23, and he was fantastic um, when given his chance. Uh, so for 4.5, I think he could be again, especially with our fixtures, um, he could be like the Matt Ryan of this year, maybe or. I'm not saying Fulham are going to keep clean sheets, not by any stretch of imagination, but he will face a lot of shots. The saves. And I think he can get the save points, yeah. That, that, that's the only reason I would say he represents good value. First um, player I put in my team was, was Mitrovic, because, like you said, there's not many strikers that were just a number nine. Do you know what I mean? Like You've got players like Jimenez, for Wolves, who comes deep for it. But Mitrovic, he's always up there. He's always in the box. Six million is nothing, and his price is going to go up in the season. He yeah. scores, I don't know how many was for Newcastle, but he's just got that knack of any of nicking goals. Mm-hmm. And easiest choice to stick in, and I think. I think um, so. Staying with you, Dylan, for a second. Obviously, you, you being the sports journalist and obviously having um, a view on the championship, given Cardiff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Away from Fulham, what about the other two teams that have come up, West Brom and Leeds? What, anything in those two teams that you think is worth looking at? I mean, I, I personally had a look through their squads. There's not a lot there that... No, I think the, the standout is Rodrigo, the new signing for, um, yeah. for Leeds, 27 million. Mm. And he's proven it at the top elite level, do you know what I mean? So I know there's been some strikers who've come in last season, like Wesley, Joe Linton, but you know, 30, 40 mil just didn't do anything. But he's next level. Do you know what I mean? He's he's a quality striker. I think he's the he's one of the most people stick in. Um, but Leeds, you know, they're, it's a bit like Fulham. They're a good footballing team. So you don't really know where it's going to come from. In the championship, they had Pablo Hernandez, who was like their main source of kind of creativity. Um, but is he going to do that in the Premier League? I, he, I don't think he will. No. He did all right for Swansea, didn't he? I think when he was there. He's for getting a year on, or two. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes sometimes they can work in their favour. A bit of sort of you know wisdom and guile means they can sort of be that that you know calm older head that helps the rest yeah. of the team come along. But, but I just equally, think when you compare someone like Rodrigo to Mitrovic, I think ninety nine percent of people <laughs> pick Mitrovic because he's a proven yeah. scorer, and Rodrigo's a bit you know raw coming into the Premier League. So that's an interesting yeah. one. He's got he's got not bad record at Valencia, Rodrigo. Mm. I think I think I looked. He's got something like sixty and two hundred and forty games or something like that. It's, it's not not a, like an earth shatteringly good record, but it's it's decent enough that. Yeah, could, and could you know what? It. It's a similar thing with Mitrovic. Is Charlie Austin? You know, at West Brom, he's you know he he's a bit could have went like an Ings. You know what I mean? This season and just bang him in because he can do it. You know, even a, when he played at Southampton. Well, he, he's a proven Premier League striker. How old is he now? So, He's only about thirty-one, I think. Yeah. I don't think he's that old. He's, he's, he's old. He's obviously on the slight decline, but you know, in the right team and everything, he's I mean, he, he's a good finisher. I don't think there's any dispute over Charlie Austin's finishing. It's just that I don't know. He's just never. He's never had the luck in the Premier League. Really, he's never been sort of given a, a run at a club that's established and and, and fits him. Like um, I do like Charlie Austin, but I don't. I don't know. West Brom's a bit of a an enigma because obviously they came up second, and I looked at their like. I looked at their team just to see like where their goals came from, and they didn't really have anyone stand out for goals. It all just seemed to be spread throughout the team. Yeah, it was a bit like that the year Cardiff came up. I think no player got more than ten goals, and it's a bit, you know, they just goals from everywhere. But a, a good footballing team again. But I think they're going to struggle this season. Yeah. They need to make them make some signings. 
I think I think I think West Brom are, uh, are gonna really struggle for sure. Um, for it's me, boring. for me in that in that side, um, Matis Pereira is the key standout player, and he's the only player I'd probably really consider for fantasy. Um, but maybe felt he was a bit dear at six mil. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take the punt on him if they're gonna struggle as a team. Then I think there's such better value elsewhere. Um, who I really did rate at West Brom um, was Grady Dangana, um, mm. the West Ham uh, winger on loan. And he he was, at the beginning of the summer, sort of still linked with a permanent move away from uh, West Ham. And I was keeping a keen eye on that because I think he's a fantastic player. But he's having a fantastic pre-season with West Ham. And... Um, for me, I, I, I think as well for a lot of West Ham fans, they, they think he's probably going to be a, a starting winger for them going into the season. Um, Could and like, again, you just I, explain what the preseason is? Is that like friendly matches and whatnot? Yeah. Yes, and yes. So it's just, it's just, a, it's basically teams to build up their fitness ready for the the season yeah. ahead. Because I watched the Cardiff City preseason friendly today. It's just new formations, just trying out. Yeah. Yeah, getting, 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 new, getting new players used to the rest of the team and stuff like yeah. that. It's, um, it's a waste of time to Sorry, say that again? It's a bit of a waste of time to watch as a fan because, you know, you have like, they change the whole team at half-time normally and, yeah, yeah they're not. Right. But I do, I, do think, I do think without Dean Garner there at West Brom, they've got even less attacking um, outlet. And, 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 and I... From what I gather, they haven't done a great deal in, in the transfer window, have they yet? Yeah. I mean, in Pereira, they've, Pereira, they've signed on permanent because he was only on loan. But other than yeah. that, I don't, think I don't think they've brought anyone new in. No. They've, got three, they've got three strikers, fantasy football. So you've got Charlie Austin, Kenneth Sahor, who was at Cardiff, who's no good for Premier League, and Hal robson Carno, obviously the Welshman, but you yeah. know, good player to bring off the bench you know, with 20 minutes to go and kind of run the channels. He's never going to score you more than ten goals in a season. No, um, they need to make some signings. Yeah, I think they're. In, I think they're in trouble. Hashtags, retweets, likes, retweets, comments, likes, follows. This isn't any ordinary social media. This is Food Review UK social media. Come find us at facebook.com forward slash Food Review UK, on Twitter at Food Review UK, and on Instagram at Footgram. Oh, and don't forget the main channel, Food Review UK on YouTube. There's a man who's been quite quiet on this call in the last few minutes. Stuart, let's bring you in. Hello. Um, you are you are the the, the, the frock champion, if you will, yeah. of, the, of the of the presenters. Um, anyone outside of the promoted teams? Um, few few players have come in from overseas. Um, any of the new faces tickling your fancy? Any any any? Anyone that's you're gonna give a, a, a go from the start or considering giving a go from the start? Do you know what? I don't think there's there's nobody in my starting team who was not playing in the Prem last season. Um I much like the FPL game itself, I just feel woefully underprepared. Um I'm looking at teams, I'm thinking some of the I think in terms of in terms of signings, I think Chelsea have made some brilliant signings. Um so possibly 
Uh, who's the lad that they've signed? The uh, the, the uh, Well, they're talking about Kai Havertz, aren't they? As well, I think I think Havertz is it is that a done deal now? Yeah, it's not. I think it's announced next few days, but yeah. it's all done. That's I think I think he could feasibly have a really good season. And um, then was the from Ajax. Yeah, yeah, great signing. Um, I don't maybe that maybe the, the the lad who's going to United as well could could be a decent shout depending on how much he is. James Van der Beek, uh, from Dawson's Creek. He um, possibly he's 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 not he's not an out and out attacking player, is he? But um, he, read, reading up on him, like basically they they. Today I was reading up on him and basically saying that he can play. He's box to box, can play yeah. defensive, can play attacking. But yeah. the problem is with his, depending on how good he actually is, is he's got to try and wrestle away an attacking position from Bruno Fernandes. So yeah. basically that's not, not happening. That's it? not happening no. at the moment. So realistically, he's probably going to be used a bit deeper. Um, so unless unless he's unless he's able to manage to push forward and pick up goals off the break of play, then. And then, Do Chelsea signings mean that Abraham will see less play? I would almost Probably. certainly, yeah, because they've signed Timo Werner. Um, yeah. I think I think Abraham. I don't. I, I can't see Abraham getting much. There's a lot of talk of Abraham going, isn't there? There's a lot of cl- which which could which could work for you, like because there's talk of him going somewhere like Villa or yeah. where he had a good uh, West Brom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they could do with him. You know, he'll yeah. score goals. That's probably the level he should be at. Like I, I do, I, I quite like Abraham, but I don't think he's a, a top top player. And I think he probably is better suited to a smaller team where he's the main man and sort of everything goes through him. Yeah. Um, so actually, that could work out for you. But at the moment, he's he's almost certainly not going to get in ahead of ahead of Verno, who's cost thirty five million, forty million, whatever it, it was they got him for. Um, but yeah, remains to be seen if City get any big transfers in or a, a particular big transfer in. Well, they've, they've signed Ferlan Torres, who I don't. I, I'll admit I don't know too much about. I know he obviously had a fairly decent reputation um, at Valencia, and I know he's a bit more of a maybe young, promising talent than necessarily someone's going to come in and you know cause ripples in that city lineup because obviously they're pretty established at this point. Mm. But you never know. Um, uh, the only other ones I've got down here potential is obviously Arsenal signed a couple of centre backs, Saliba and Gabriel. They're obviously notorious for being pretty poor defensively, and it's whether one or both of those managed to be the key to actually making them a, a solid defensive unit again. Um, so I don't know whether they're, especially Gabriel, obviously he's come with a pretty big reputation in terms of like someone up and coming and for twenty odd million, yeah. expecting him to go straight into their their lineup. I think um, Arsenal's Arsenal's best signing though is is Willian. Yeah, it's an insane signing. I don't. I do not understand why Chelsea have let him go, other than Liverpool, City, and arguably United. Willian improves every team in the Premiership. I agree. And he's yeah, up, he's, um, is he thirty two? Um, yeah, classy. But, but, the last PL, the last FPL season was his best season yeah. so far. Yeah. So it's so the age isn't actually a concern for anyone no. really. I think he got what I think it was nine goals, nine assists, or something yeah. like that, and had his best FPL season. Whenever I watch Chelsea, he, I, you know, besides Pulisic, um, 
who was out of the team for a, for a long period. William always looked like their their most dangerous outlet. Um, yeah. Even yeah, even getting on a bit like thirty two, like we just said, he's still so good. So the fact that he just you know went and gone to a rival for the top four yeah. spot um, on a free is yeah very surprising, um, interesting, and I. Keeping on the subject, obviously not wanting to digress, but keeping on the subject of sort of new players and stuff and where they come into the team, it's really difficult because I am definitely still the same, you know, at heart, I'm the same boy that was playing FPL in school and just wants to pick a full squad of new signings, foreign imports. Like, ah, I can't believe it. There's a little icon with that guy's name in a new shirt. I could never imagine him in. Werner, oh, yeah, let's put him in. He's wearing a Chelsea shirt. Like, that was me. Like, But this season, I've really tried to step back and go, hang on. You've done this before. It doesn't work out. Comes first day, you know, Werner went and scored four minutes into his pre-season debut. And you think, oh, he's banging him in pre-season. Yeah. Come first day of the season. He'll be on the bench. He'll get the last. He'll get the last twenty-five. It'll be bloody Giroud Abraham. or Abraham starting yeah. uh, for the first bloody three weeks or something, and then Werner will start just as you sling him out. And uh, that is always the trap I fall into. So I haven't picked. I, do you know who I did? Pick? I did pick um, Saliba yeah. for Arsenal because there was so much hype around him. Um, I can't claim to have seen um, any of him, really, at all. I don't think I have. Um, and if I have, it's been by accident. I can't remember it. Um, I did put him in because there was a lot of hype surrounding his sort of return to Arsenal. But again, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure that come the start of the season, those new names are going to be in there straight away. I just don't think, I just don't think they will. But at 4.5 mil... Saliba does seem like he could be a good, uh, a good think, deal, but William, William could well be in there. The only reason why I haven't haven't thought about him was because I wasn't. Sh- they've got options now. You know, Aubameyang's uh, out wide. Saka was on great form going for those. You know, he grew as the season gone on, and he was fantastic. You know, um, and at the price he was as well, you couldn't not have Saka in. Um, but he's obviously a little bit dearer now. And then you obviously had uh, Lacazette through the middle. Yeah. Now, Lacazette hasn't been, you know, he wasn't involved in the Community Shield at all, not in the squad. I don't personally, I don't know. Um, maybe one of you guys can tell me. I don't know whether it was injury or whether he is actually linked with the move elsewhere. He's going, well, isn't I he? Know, I think he's going to go to Italy. Well, I know, I know Juventus were looking at him, but now it seems like their attention has turned to Luis Suarez. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But if he does go, I mean, Enketia started for Arsenal in the Community Shield. Does does that mean actually Enketia is maybe a name you should be looking at for your FPL, or does it mean you might see Abamian go central and maybe Saka and William will be? Uh, oh, and you've got Pepe as well. There's options there, you know, yeah. for for out wide and. I just don't know what they're going to look like come the start of the season. So I sort of did clear with them as well, yeah. bar the one man. But I'm sure we'll get to that. There's only one one player I've stuck in who's a new signing is um, Eze for Palace. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. 
great player in yeah. QPR last season. Top, yeah. top player. Yeah. And I think they've, they've got inflated players on their palace and he's, he is I top think, notch. Um, 20 million quid. Yeah. How much? I, Quite 20 million he was. Oh, sorry. And I, I was, sorry, I was asking Six about million. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not, he, he's not a huge gamble at that price, though, is he? I no. guess that's the thing. Is like, I mean, it, the difficulty is if he doesn't work out, you've then got to find someone for 6 million who, who does. But um, it's not like you're hin- you know, all of your hopes are pinned on that one big money signing. Yeah. I think, I think the only new signing I've got is. Like completely new. So I've got, I think I've got Mitrovic, but like Werner, I think is the only out and out new name to the Premier League this year, um, and that's just because of the fixtures, yeah. which we might just we might talk yeah. about, um, yeah. just because of the fact that uh, you know we're missing the United games. Boys out. <laughs> I, um, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically Martial had to go. I I haven't got any new signings at all um, in my team, which is very rare for me. Obviously, that could change over the next few weeks. I mean, I've already thought about the likes of Thiago Silva, who I think could be the sort of player that goes straight into a lineup. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, it, like, with his experience, I don't think he's the sort of man where they'll go, oh, he, he, needs, he needs a bit of time, he needs to gel. I, I feel like he's the sort of player that could be thrown into the deep end. Um, just to touch on Eze again, briefly, just, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but um, he, I think he was holding his groin the other day um, in pre-season. Weren't we um, all, David? Well, quite. Uh, I don't know if there's an issue there, but he's also, um, I believe he's also doing England under-21 stuff at the moment as well, which means maybe by the time he comes back, they won't throw him straight into the deep end either. You might have to wait mm. for him to get into that team. I don't know. Don't hold me to that, but just giving you the heads up that I'm not sure he'll be there week one. I don't know. But I, you know, I don't know. Okay, cool. Um, let's move on slightly away from this topic. Um, you, you've sort of mentioned it there, Gossi, uh, at one point about the... The, the fact that they've played uh, some of the players have sort of moved positions, and it's sort of made it's made the striking options it's actually quite tough to pick some. I wouldn't say guaranteed hitters, but when you look at that list of strikers now, it's very, very empty of yeah, know, yeah, yeah, top top talent. You've got Aguero, you've got Kane, you've got Vardy, and then after that, you've got players that aren't necessarily guaranteed a spot aren't necessarily banging goals when they are guaranteed. I mean, obviously you can go for someone like Ings or Jimenez, but Jimenez is one of those ones who's just a bit of a, a slow burn who just picks up goals every couple of games and yeah. sort of doesn't necessarily, you know, which is yeah. good across the season, but it's always hard to really get excited about them from game to game. And then you've got Danny Ings. You can your team and forget about him, can't you? With yeah. Same with Danny Ings. Amazing season last year. Yeah. Amazing season. I don't think anybody's expected to have, for him to have quite that same season. Uh, that season. Does he have that again? Who knows? He is a talent. He's, he's definitely a, a goal scorer, but we, you know, to, it, it's, it's very tough to know whether he's going to bang another twenty goals or whether he just gets injured and goes missing for a whole season. Like he's, he's not necessarily a player that you yet you feel you can just hang your hat on him and go, yeah, guaranteed. Um, so yeah, so outside of those top three, though, like you're just looking, it's like there's very little reason being. Um, FPL have obviously decided to make some quite drastic changes and chuck Rashford, Greenwood, Aubameyang, 
Is there anyone else? Is there, is, I feel like I'm, there's another one that they've, they've moved this season as well into, into midfield as well and just made it, and then made midfield just tough to pick because you've got so much quality in there now. So many top players in that midfield, which is good because it sort of probably just differentiates the teams and maybe yeah. that's why they've done it. Forces it's, it's, a bit. Yeah, it makes you, it, it, it forces you to go, well, am I going to go for Salah and De Bruyne or am I going to go for... Am I going to go for um, Rashford and and Mane? Like it, you know, so those teams might get a bit different. It does make it a lot harder, <laughs> especially yeah. for the, amount, the amounts of money in that in that midfield. Um, so what do, you, what do you think they're thinking is? Is do you think it's to try and differentiate the teams, or do you think yeah. it's just that they are reflecting what those players do now? That the, the, the fact that Martial drops a bit deeper than uh, sorry, Rashford drops a bit deeper than than, than Martial. When I when 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 the game first went live and I sort of had a look and saw the prices and stuff, it blew my mind seeing you know like Rashford and Aubameyang classed as midfielders. Um, it actually blew my mind. I was like, they're they're not midfielders at all. Um, yeah. We know that they're not midfielders, um, but they're playing there now. Obviously, the more I looked through the prices and the players and stuff, the more I thought, all right, I think you're onto something here. Because what they've done is they've been almost entirely, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there's there's possibly maybe still one or two slipping the net, but it does look as if they've been 100% consistent this time with those wingers, those wing positions. They are now all midfielders now come the start of the season when managers might do their own thing like I touched on maybe you know or, or you know if Lacazette if Lacazette leaves Arsenal and say Nketiah picks up an injury or something like that you're probably going to see Aubameyang playing through the middle again so ignore that sort of situation happening I think go at, at time of the game going live they they've they've sort of nailed it really with mm. keep putting all winners in midfield and all centre forwards and striker but there's still such a difference between some of these players. I mean, some of them, some of them will will very much be hanging off the last man still, like going forward. And some of them are maybe, uh, I don't know. They're not all the same. They're not all the same types of players. Um, some get some track back a lot more. Some work a lot harder. Um, some will stay up top where maybe in, uh, where maybe the centre forward will drop in and stuff like that so they're not all quite like for like still um, but I think that they've done well to be consistent um, with with making these wingers midfielders because you have had it in previous games where um, some of these some of these wingers are classed as strikers and that gets annoying and then you also look at these players that are part of a front three and they're in midfield and you're thinking, oh, well, I should have him really because it's basically like having another striker in my team. Well, now they've just they've been con- they've got consistency there. So I guess everyone now, I guess all those players now are at the, they're a bit more. I guess they're on a bit of a more level playing field, I suppose. So I'm actually quite happy with it. But at first, it blew my mind, and I was like, this is silly. But um, so actually, when you see that it's across the board, it I guess it makes a little bit of sense. But that's just my take on it. Uh, I'm sure you guys. Maybe see it differently, but I'm I'm looking through the list now just to see if there's anything that immediately jumps out as being inconsistent. Straight away, Mikhail Antonio's on the list of forwards, and I would have thought he would have been shoved into the midfield. He's definitely not a striker, is he? Yeah, he's not. 
He well, was when, towards the end of when, last season. Yeah, well, end of last season, number nine. Yeah, so when Hallow when Hallow was out injured, he was playing through the middle as yeah. the one stop. So you can see it. But I do think on that on that note though, you've got a good point. Hallow's back now and he's having a good preseason so far. Um he's not injured anymore. I don't know whether they'll change I don't know whether they'll have a formation change to have them both up top or whether you'll see Antonio move back onto the wing, but Haller's back now and you can't see really past him, I guess, getting up. Yeah. So I could play back. Antonio like, yeah, is that... such a tough one because he's the most interchangeable player, I think, in the Premier yeah. League. He can go yeah. right back, centre yeah. midfield, up top. He's a, if he was a midfielder, I'd fancy sticking him in my team, I think. But yeah, striker, I don't you know, I know he's got a couple of asterisks last season, didn't he? But it's a tough one to bring in, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely. All right, let's let's move on and, and just rattle through the actual positions. Uh, and I just want from you, sort of, just a couple of names that you're that you're looking at um, across the board. I don't necessarily want your your team as it is now. I appreciate that. Sometimes you get a bit. You know, we're all competing against each other, and I understand we all want to keep anything that we, you know, maybe keeping a little bit secret from from each other. But anyway. Yeah, just a couple of names from you each um, in, in in each position. So um, we'll start with the, the keepers. Um, MJ, let's start with you. What, what any keepers that take taking your eye necessarily in your team or that you're just keeping an eye on to um, bring uh, in so Edison is consistent, so I have got him. I've got him in. Fr- I've got him. Got him in from the start, despite uh, him not playing in the first week. Um, I've actually got three. City players, then I will be keeping them because I don't want to do the um, the mad second week uh, mass transfer hype. I'm just going to have. I'm just going to make sure that I've got hopefully a full team that is going to play, and my bench is basically going to be all players that won't be playing. So Edison, he was always consistent last year, um, and literally the only other the my second keeper is currently just basically filler. Um, okay. I probably need to do a little bit more research, but at the moment it's just Pickford. Just because I've got like a couple players from a few other teams. Like I'd ha- I'd have Rodak in a heartbeat as my secondary player, as my secondary keeper, but I've got three Fulham players already. Uh, Dylan? Uh, Matt Doherty, uh, right back, I think is... Oh, I mean, better. sorry, I mean, I meant goalkeeper. Sorry, we're just going to do oh, a quick round. Goal, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Two on position by position. Um, Rui Patricio, solid, just solid keeper. Do you know what I mean? Nothing special yep. with um. Oh, good show. Um, See you, Yeah, just goalkeepers on. Just go for like kind of a mid-range goalkeeper. Um, yeah, it's probably the position I don't even think about. I mean, just down the middle, he'll do a job. Yeah. Bit of a boring one, goalkeeper. Good keeper. Um, Stuart, what do you what do you think on keepers? Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of um, Man City players, I think Edison's the only Man City player that you can that you can be confident yeah. in spending money on because you know he's going to play every week for him. So Edison's my number one, but obviously with them not playing in the first week, I'm going to have a bad. Um, Gonna have a bash at Casper Schmeichel. Um, he's he's Quite dead. Pricey, isn't he? He's. Isn't he like five and a half? Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, 
usually I have some ballast in my t- as my as my secondary keeper. I'll probably at some point um, swap him out for is it is it Button at um, Brighton at, at Brighton. Probably swap him out for Button at Brighton just as a cheap keeper who who, who occasionally might get a game. But I can't I can't think of any team that I'll be worried about Edison <laughs> playing against. So it, it, you know, but I've got I, I needed a. I needed another keeper for this first week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still tinkering like mad. Like I, I, I had tr- my my team all changed massively before the weekend. Let's just say yeah. that. But yeah, um, Schmeichel. Fair. Uh, Gossy, go- goalkeepers. Give me a name or two that you you've either got in your team or you've just been keeping an eye on. Give me a name or two, or you can only have two. So, um... well. <laughs> Well, you can give no, me one name if you want, mate. No, so. no, no, no. I, I think the keeper thing was it, it has always been really hard for me to choose. Um, I, in in previous years, I've gone for like a more expensive keeper that I know will play every week and and is likely to keep clean sheets most week. I.e., your Edison, your Allison. Um, but just looking at it, the the difference in points. It doesn't feel to me like it's worth really uh, going for a big hit because if you look at the the, the, the points, your 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 Matt Ryan's, for example, at four point five. Yes, they might get less points than an Edison or an Allison, but for for one point five million more or whatever or what it might be, you're only actually going to get an extra thirty points. 40 points which and over the space of this it's not a lot and that's and that's if you do so coming like to last season Nick Pope um, I had in from game week one I don't think he left my, my team all season like he was either the top scorer or or second and he was he, his starting price was like four and a half million and he and he did tie with I think it was Edison yeah. Um, so yeah so you know I, I, I that is my, my tactic I, I've never spent Big on the kill keeper. I just don't no. see the value in it. You, you're no. potentially talking about two, three extra million for sometimes not even extra points. More often than not, when you look at the the top, say five to ten keepers, a lot. Well, sometimes obviously tens half the half the league. But let's say the top five keepers. More often than not, two or three of them are from unfancied teams. Um, so it's just finding those goalkeepers that are value for money that allow you yep. to distribute throughout the rest of the team. As it goes. Um... Last season, I went for both Brighton keepers, Matt Ryan and David Button, um, because David Button was, I think, the cheapest keeper on the game, and yet he was the guaranteed number two. So it was a bit of a, uh, just for peace of mind, it was just quite a stress-free thing to have, because you had a keeper that picked up a lot of points, and then just the cheapest um, option. Yeah. But this season, this season, I haven't done that, um, and I've just gone for two uh, 4.5 keepers, um, one being uh, Rodak, because like I said, Fulham, if they're going to pick up points, you know, hopefully it's going to be in those opening 10 games, which are their more easier run. Um, if they if they don't come out of those 10 games very well, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. But at 4.5, I think he could pick up some points. And also, um, whilst Leno's out, 4.5 for Martinez at Arsenal looks like it could be fairly... Uh, valuable there. Um, I know Arsenal aren't a clean sheet team by any means, but um, for me, it looked, yeah, it looked like a nice little. Um, it looked like a nice little deal. 
Um, not only that, opening game of the season against Fulham, and uh, naturally I I back Arsenal to win that um, and possibly probably keep a clean sheet. So um, there's a bit of a, a sort of an emotional insurance pick there as well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're my two keepers at the moment. I don't know, obviously. Uh, Martinez is a short-term pick because Leno yeah. will come back, and um, I'm sure he's going to. I'm sure he's going to get that number one jersey back, uh, so to speak. Um, but yeah, him and him and Rodak are my two for now. He might not though, Leno. I mean, obviously they they won two trophies with Martinez in goal, so yeah, there's, yeah, there's, sure. there's nothing. To, I don't. I don't think Leno was uh, setting the world alight necessarily before that, and I think Martinez has done a half decent job, so he could he could keep that. You know. um, yeah. So as I've already suggested like my goalkeeper's a low value uh Matty Ryan just because he's he's um established at Brighton I think he'll pick up decent points I don't think I don't think the four and a half million goalkeeper range at the moment is quite as strong as it was last year this time last year to me Dean Henderson and Nick Pope just stood out like a mile mm. um and both went on to have great seasons I'd look at the 4.5 this year and I don't think it's quite as good like even Matty Ryan's solid pick but I don't think he's going to necessarily be a top goalkeeper he'll just be a should be a hundred point, hundred and ten point a goalkeeper. So I'm still happy with that. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, and the other one I've got is classic FPL bands, Fabianski. Um, absolute classic FPL guy. Hi, Nate here. If you've ever listened to the show and thought, "Hey, those are some groovy kittens. I wish I could hang out with them." Well, now you can. Check out the Facebook group, Frock Unwrapped and Fans, where you'll find me, Stuart, MJ, some of the other guests, some other fans, some booze, some hookers, plenty of blow, and a lot of wholesome foodie fun. See you over there. Ciao. Ciao. Uh, let's move on to Defenders. Uh, J-Mo. Um, the, two str- yeah, the, the two ones that I, pr- I just can't envision ever getting rid of them unless things go absolutely haywire is Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. Um, I didn't... I had both of them at various points last season. Uh, they're just... They're just so incredibly consistent and strong and also, um, in the case of Alexander-Arnold, um, get some additional bonus points, right? For them, them assists and whatnot, right? Yeah. Is that is that good, good footballs? Um other than that, I've got Dunk for the value. I think he could be quite good. Yeah. Um, and Stevens as well seems like good value as well. Okay. Um, Stuart? Um, I'm, I'm keeping a very close eye on United's transfers because um, I think Mengi's going to get a bit of game time this year. So I, I've got him as a bit of a cheapo. Uh, because he's 4 mil, I think. Uh, and I think if he is getting a game for United, it's going to likely be in against teams where they're not too worried. Um, I also think there's uh, that Cal Walker-Peters isn't a bad bet either. Uh, he wasn't... I think he's a decent player. He wasn't really given a fair run at it at Spurs. Um, and he's pence. But, like, I mean, I, th- I think MJ's backing up the wrong tree with Robertson, but... Trent Alexander Armstrong is uh, Alexander Armstrong from Pointless. Yeah. He's an excellent television <laughs> presenter. Um, Alexander Alexander Arnold is uh, a great fantasy football defender. He's a bit expensive, but he's he's going to get you goals and assists. 
what is he's like seven and a half million, isn't he? Yeah, like yeah. But he's basically a midfielder, isn't he? He is basically a midfielder. Yeah. Um the Mengi one, that's that's a that's a brave choice. Could could be good. I don't I just don't I don't see him playing playing that often because no. so so many centre backs and we're still looking at others. So I I don't think he's gonna get that many games. Got us some but cheap players for ballast though, aren't you anyway? You you do, you do. Uh Dylan, defenders. Uh, any, any other names? Uh, yeah. because Spurs the way they play and it's just all, always seems to be that right side where they just pepper people. You know, Serge Aurier, I didn't rate him at all, but he always got in their positions. And Matt Doherty, he scored, I think, 18 goals in the last couple of seasons. So, you know, he's always getting that box. And, you know, especially at Spurs, he's going to be up there even more. Uh, George Baldock, uh, I think he played every game for Sheffield United. Uh, another solid player, might get you a couple of goals. And they're quite a solid team on the Sheffield United. And my other boy is... Alexander Arnold, three at the back. I think everyone's going to have him, and they, yeah. like you said, everything you've said, he's safe, clear of hands. No, thank you, Gossy. Um, well, I'll I'll rattle off a few players that are in my mind and in some in my team, um, but I won't go into too much detail on them. Obviously, yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold, um, such a high ownership and uh, the points that he gets. It, it, for seven point five mil, I mean, you'd want those, you'd want those points for ten mil up front. So for me, it's a no-brainer. Um, then I'm looking a little bit cheaper. Um, just a couple of a couple of names on my radar. Um, someone like Nathan Aki, um, if he can get straight into that city squad, um, then he's a player that can get clean sheet points as well as pick up the odd goal here and there, because he's a goal threat as well. At 5.5, if he's one of those sort of players that can stay fit and get to that team and play every minute, fair play. Um, another one, uh, Justin at Leicester. Um, with Pereira um, out injured fairly, fairly long term, um, he does take that right-back spot. Now, I believe Leicester have just signed or agreed to sign Castagna from Atalanta. Uh, for 25 mil. Um, oh. Yeah, but I have read reports, again, don't quote me on this, but I've read reports actually that they're eyeing him up for the left-back spot that's now vacant from Ben Chilwell, which yeah. to me then suggests that Justin keeps his base going into the season and he's 4.5 mil. So that for me represents good value. Um, the other... The other couple of players I'd like to mention and touch on briefly um, uh, Wolves uh, Vinagra if that's how you pronounce it um, he is going to be Wolves starting left wing back every week um, stepping in for Johnny who, is, who has suffered a long term injury so for 4.5 mil that for me is a must pick um, then uh, just to obviously, because I've touched on the top, I want to touch on the bottom as well. Um, I'd like to mention Johnson at West Ham, who filled in at right back when they were really struggling um, last season uh, at four mil. And he looked fantastic. And then um, I, they plunked him at left back at the end. I didn't obviously know much about him, but he's got an amazing left foot on him. I think that's maybe his actual position. Um, 
I don't know whether maybe he's going to be in and around that starting lineup again this year. I don't know. I, I don't know. Obviously, Zappaletta going at right back, and maybe if Fredericks picks up injuries or if Aaron Crespo is injured, I expect to see uh, Johnson in there. And at four point uh, four point nothing, um, it's a very good pick. Um, and then the other one I'd like to mention is oh, what's his name? Mitchell um, for Palace. He is also 4 mil, and he impressed in his last few games for Palace towards the end of the season where he got a chance. And um, I believe he's playing pre-season as well in the first team. He's an academy product. Um, he's impressed uh, when he's played, and he's 4 mil. And I think they've got some injury problems at the back. So look to him maybe if you're, if you're looking for a cheap option that's going to play a lot of football. Correct. Um, uh, the only one I'll mention, you've pretty much mentioned all the, all the top ones are worth mentioning on that. Uh, the only one I'll mention that I'm keeping an eye on and actually have my team at the moment, but I don't know whether he'll stay, um, certainly for the first game, is uh, Rudiger at Chelsea with uh, with Ben Chilwell and Thiago Silva. I assume they'll play Rudiger and he'll still be the, the starting centre-back. I don't think they've got much better there aside from him. Like He seems more trusted than Christensen and Tamori and players like that. So I would have thought they'd go with Rudiger and Thiago Silva at the back with, you know, now with Chilwell left, left-sided defence. Zuma. Just, I'm just, huh? <laughs> Zuma. Zuma. Don't know. Don't know. But, um, hey, yeah, no. I, just expect them, I just expect them to, and especially now they've got a bit more attacking talent, you know, they're obviously going to control the game a bit more now. So I do sort of think that hope, well, I say hopefully because I fucking hate each other, but uh, I do think that from an FPL point of view, They'll probably be a bit more solid defensive this year, so I'm, I'm sort of taking a bit of a gamble on that one. So um, that's the only one defence worth mentioning that uh, you guys haven't. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Midfield. Let's rattle through these because we're sort of nearly on two. Um, midfield. Let's let's ignore the big boys. Let's ignore the likes of Aubameyang and the likes of that Salah. Everyone knows them. Let's, let's think about thing people that are a little yeah, bit yeah. Ignore Aubameyang. Yeah. On on the cusp. Yeah. Um, let's go in reverse order. Gossi. Anyone uh, in midfield? I know you've mentioned Willian, obviously, already, but anyone else that's in that sort of mid to high range that you're looking at as potential? Uh, n- not really, to be honest. Um, Pulisic was going to be in my team, but he is obviously injured at the moment. Um, one of the players I have picked in my team um, who I think will fly a little bit under the radar. I don't know what his ownership is at the moment. Um, apologies. But uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, I believe, will be starting for Chelsea and they've got a favourable run of fixtures. Um, I can see him starting. I don't know whether he'll be... I don't know whether he'll be in my team come the first week, but he's in there at the moment. 6.5, it looks like it could be fairly decent value. The other player that I think think we can see a lot more this year don't know if he'll start and again probably will get rotated quite a lot but Phil Foden um, at yeah. 6.5 as well looks like quite a solid um, uh, like a quite a solid choice my midfield though is subject to probably quite a lot of change that's probably the one yeah. area where I'm least certain of. Um, I still haven't quite got my head around how to capitalise on the, 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 the forwards becoming midfielders um, obviously it's worth bearing in mind that for every goal one of these forwards scores it's an extra point in FPL as a midfielder um, so 
Aubameyang is in my team at the moment. I know you said don't talk about Aubameyang, but, but it's hard not to with the positional change. It's quite no, you, can, you, you just talk about him anyway, then, mate. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, given given he's a midfielder now, and I, I think he's going to still be uh, probably their top goal scorer um, and involved in a lot of goals and get that extra point for the goal for being a midfielder and a clean sheet point essentially as well. Um, he's it. He's definitely in my team. Um, and then I guess yeah, that's all I'll really say on on midfielders. I mean, Alan St. Maximum, he's probably going to have a better season, and he's a player that keeps getting better and better. Five point five mil, quite a good shout. And um, Adama Traore has probably got to be in consideration as well. But he got does COVID, get hasn't he? It's got the COVID. Oh yes, that was announced today, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably. He, he also fell off a little bit towards the end of last season yeah. as well. He had a real purple patch around the middle of the season and then towards the end he sort of wasn't even getting started. So, um, Dylan Moe? The only one that has been mentioned is John Lundstrom. Yeah. Um, five and a half million. Plays again. <laughs> plays nearly every game. Um, and he can he can nick a goal as well. I think yeah. he scored five last season. Yeah, um, yeah these boys tried... As well. These boys tried taking me off Lundstrom at the end of last season. They were like, Berger's going to do so much better. Bullshit. I, yeah, he's gone from a defender to a midfielder this year. 20% less average points yeah. per minute. But I just think yeah. he's one of them you can keep for 5.5, just keep him in. Do you know what I mean? For the season, yeah. even if you stick him on the bench, he's a, yeah. he's a solid pick there. And then I've obviously gone for Obama, you know, who hasn't. And then the other one I've, I've gone for is Dale Stevens. Which is um, a Brighton, um, you know, d- doesn't score but plays every game for Brighton. Yeah. So uh, just a good one to have in for rotation. Do you know what I mean? Who's that? Sorry, Dale Stevens. Right for Brighton. Great, great name for a Welsh man to be saying. Uh, Stuart Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Leicester. In it, time, in it time, he stepped up and actually really showed his, you know, true colours. Though. Like, it feels like he's just on the cusp of being excellent. Yeah, I think he's a it, talent. For me, I was like this with Harvey Barnes and Mason Mount this year, but I think Mason Mount's not going to play that much. Not yeah. Um So yeah, I th- I, I, I've, 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 we mentioned before Eze at Palace. Um, he's quite pricey, Harvey Barnes, isn't he? Yeah, he's seven mil. He got hundred hundred and forty odd points last season, though. What about Ayose Perez? He's still a midfielder. Ayose Perez is still a midfielder, yeah. Um, I think Perez is about six and a half. Yeah. Because he, you know, he's another one who can just nick quite a few goals, can he? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot in that kind of second tier. You know, you've got Grealish on that kind of level as well. Um, I'm surprised how cheap... I think Grealish is quite cheap, considering. Considering, A, everything goes through him at Villa, and B... You know, potentially could be getting a, a move to a bigger team. It's, it's. I, I think seven million just seems quite, quite cheap for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you consider though that he got five points more than Lundstrom last year, and he's one and a half well, million more. It's worth saying that Lundstrom did play as a centre back, so he was getting clean sheet bonuses. Yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah. Radish didn't get. Yeah, so, so it was a bit of a bit of a cheat, wasn't that, it? Yeah. You can take that statistic and throw out the window, uh-huh. MJ. Uh, there's two names here, Greenwood and Foden. They are both going to have absolutely unbelievable oh, yeah. seasons. 
Um, they're both going in starting 7.5 and 6.5. They're going to be looking, you're looking at your 10 millions yeah. by the end of the yeah. season. You've got, you got them in your starting lineup for the first week. Good lad. Yeah, they're on the bench. They're on the bench. <laughs> bench warmers for the first week. Yeah, I should say, I've answered that based on the game weeks that where they are. I've got rid of all my United players, yeah. but I will be looking to bring in probably Greenwood and his price. Bruno Fernandes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or Rashford and most certainly Bruno. Yeah. Um, definitely two of those three. Bruno being the dead dead cert. Yeah. But for those first few weeks, I just want to get uh, want to keep him out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good shouts. Good shouts. Uh, the only names I've got on my list, I, I've, I don't know why I've got them in because I'm almost certainly going to take him. Out. I've got James Madison. I've got this weird obsession with James Madison, and he's in my team. He's injured. I'm going to take him out anyway. Um. But the only one. <laughs> The only name I've got in here is a bit of a bit of a gamble at the moment. It's more, more based on the, their opening fixture is um, Spurs. Uh, Ber- Bergwin, Bergwin. I don't know how you pronounce yeah. his name. Mm. Oh, just again another player who, like on his day, could be spectacular. And I'm sort of hoping that he, he has that sort of in him. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Pul- I've got Pulisic in there as well. I, I definitely would like for the season, but it's it's whether it depends on the injury now at the moment whether he starts the first game. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've got, I don't, uh, I've got, oh, I've got Harrison Reed as well. Can't have Spurs what? players. I don't know any Spurs fans that aren't evil, evil, horrible little back, back to the future loving scumbags. Nah, yeah, joking. Which joking? Isn't isn't Rich also a bit of a Spurs fan? He's all of those things, but big instead of little. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, finally, strikers. We've mentioned about how shit the striker pool is at the moment. Talk to me. Anything worth outside of the obvious? What's is there anything interesting in there? Anything around the, like the six, the sevens? Are you? you said Mick, Jordan Mick, are you? Jordan are you? Yeah. yeah. Chris Wood. On. Chris Wood. I fancy Ollie McBurney this year as well. I think he's going to step up at Sheffield. Uh, uh, get a few more goals. I have to say that though, don't because he's a Bradford lad. Did he over Reed, mate? He's fancy. Yeah. Yeah, is he going to bang goals? 100 No. 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 Hey. Deco, got... Deco, Deco Deco I struggle to see him getting um, games or any minute. Getting games? Yeah, I can't honestly see where he fits in. There's a, there's a lad at Newcastle who I think is a fantastic prospect. He's called Joe Linton. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, I'll tell you one name that I've put down here. Who at the moment he's not in my team, he's nowhere near my team. But but could be potentially an, an absolute steal depending what happens to him. Uh Rian Brewer, Brewster. Uh, yeah, um, correct. Four correct. and a half four and a half million. Four and he, a half he's a, he is basically a very natural goal scorer. I mean, he could in theory have if he went on loan to the right team. I don't think it's gonna happen at Liverpool. I don't think he's gonna get enough games at Liverpool. But he could go on loan to a team and he could have a Greenwood-esque type season. And at four and a half million, that is an absolute steal if that happens. Um, I Arnold at Swansea last season. I, I watch a lot of Swansea. Absolutely quality finisher. He yeah. is naturally just some of his goals, you know. And he's come up against a big centre-halves here. And, you know, not a fan of Swansea, but he is top, top. And they talk, I think Palace are talking about maybe Kirkland. That's what I mean. I, I, I worry about Palace. Club, we've been, yeah. 
Swansea basically been told there's no chance of getting him back. Um, so I think they're looking kind of, again, maybe a West Brom, desperate for a striker. Um, I think Klopp wants him to have a Premier League team. Um, I can't see him doing it at Liverpool, especially with that penalty missing the Community Shield. It just kind of puts yeah. a bit of a dampener on him, doesn't it? I don't. I don't know who the best thing for him would be. Like Palace, I just feels that the sort of club that sort of strikers go to die. Um, I just don't. I just don't know if if he gets enough gold. Uh, he'll get enough, you know, assists there or anything like that. Sorry, Gossie, you put your hands up. No, yeah, I'd have him. I'd have him at Fulham in a heartbeat. Oh, right. But is yeah. he is he an out and out striker? Is he going to get? Is he going to be playing if Mitrovic is playing? Do you know what I mean? Like well, he needs to go yeah. somewhere where they're they're a bit. They're a bit suspect up front. Someone like I'm not saying these. Someone like Villa, who don't have an out-and-out confirmed goal scorer, or yeah. someone like them, where where he's maybe not going to be number one because he's it's a bit young to put that on his shoulders. But I, where I mean, they'd be, I think I can I completely agree with everything Dylan said. He was so good at Swansea. Um, he was so clinical. I think it was. I think it was maybe ten goals in twenty or twenty-two appearances or something like that. And um, that was his first of senior football now to go to the championship uh, and do that off the bat um, is very impressive um, they obviously weren't um, uh, a playoff um, uh, certainty either do you know what I mean they they, yeah. they came out of nowhere and um, so full credit to him and his impact it was amazing if he can get a loan, like you say, then to echo your point, if he can get a loan to a Premier League side where he's going to be the main man and get a lot of game time, 4.5 mil, he's going straight in. Um, just to obviously be the curveball, you mentioned um, like Villa. Now I'm going to talk about two players that aren't even in the Premier League yet, but if Villa signs Ollie Watkins from yeah. Brentford um, or or also they're rumoured with Callum Wilson. Um, they are crying out for a striker who knows where the back of the net is. They've got Wesley yeah. and Samata and Davis, and neither of them, none of them have hit the ground running. Um, I mean, Wesley was okay. He was, he's okay, but he struggled with his injuries and stuff. If they yeah. get Ollie Watkins um, or Callum Wilson, they're going to be players that will be in that starting lineup, And I can only see them being successful. Um, it'd be very interesting to see what price they come in at. Um, so they would be sort of tips, tips to look out for almost. I guess it is looking for bargains uh, in those centre forward positions. And you right. know, you know that Villa have signed Watkins. That's not bad, is it? I don't think. No, um, I don't think that's it's on Wikipedia. Oliver George <laughs> Arthur Watkins is a professional footballer who plays as a forward for Aston Villa. <laughs> really? Yeah. He signed on the 1st of September 2020. Today. Apparently so. Well, I, don't, I don't think it's done. I get a little... Email <laughs> it's Wikipedia's with every Yeah, yeah I current, don't, uh, current team, Aston Villa. They, they offer him 70 grand a week, apparently. Um, yeah, they are quite enough to want to get back. In order to grow the Food Review UK podcast, we'd like to ask all our listeners and subscribers to drop us a review on their chosen podcast application. With your help, we can grow the podcast to such an extent that we had no need for the Food Review UK YouTube channel and its owner, Michael Jameson. 
There is a little favor that we'd like to ask of you. Just head on over to iTunes and leave us a positive review. 1,000 five-star reviews and MJ dies! Hurrah! Dorsey's helped me transition into the final bit we do. I mean, this is this tonight. We, we, we're going for a long time. Tonight, by. Right, I've got a little... It's not a game, because I've got another game to play. But oh. suggested prices... For some rumored players coming to the Premier League, <laughs> so I want your, I want just a very quick, like really, just like one word answers almost um, on a, a couple of players, a few players that have been very heavily touted to join the Premier League teams. I know. So where I want you're basically, going. I basically want what position and how much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obvious one. Let's get the big one out of the way. Messi to City midfield. What are we twelve. Thinking? Fifteen. Fifteen. Did you say? No, twelve. Midfield. Twelve. Midfield for Messi, interesting. I guess that makes sense with the others, but uh, 12 million. Midfield, absolutely, but 12 mil, no way. Uh, there's already 14. 12 There's already twelve mil players in FBL, so you're not going to see the best footballer, arguably of all time, come to the Premier League and be, uh, be the same price as your, your Salas, your Mane's. He'll, he'll go straight in... 14 minimum. Oh, poss- 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 no, yeah, 100% poss- 14. Possibly more. 1400%? Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what are you, you saying? Midfield? I mean, about 13 as a midfielder, yeah. Yeah. No. I, I do think he comes in at the top price. I don't know if yeah. I can see him going for 14. I, I think they'll put him in. It, what is the top at the moment? Is it, is it 12? 12, 12, 12 yeah. 12, and, yeah. And it, I, I, and, if he comes in, just sorry, sorry to interrupt. If he comes in, obviously at thirteen mil, that's a player that you can take out a twelve mil for, and maybe get rid of one of your sort of five point five defenders or one of your sort of yeah. I don't know six or seven mils. That's too easy to bring in Lionel Messi. So that's the only reason why I go that bit higher. I think they'll want to make it difficult for you to fit in. Like I say, arguably the greatest player of all time. Fair. Um, I just don't. But, I just don't think imagine. there's ever been that. I just don't imagine there's ever been that level of gap between top and second price. I just don't see them doing that. I think it's too yeah. extreme. I mean, let's put it this way. We're, let's put it this way. We're talking about a game which suggests that um, the Bruyne is worth twelve million pounds. Like it's it's not realistic in terms of. I, I totally understand what you're what you're saying, but we're also talking. About, let's not forget we're talking about a player who has who's never played professional football outside of Spain. And while he it might be the best right now, the one thing Ronaldo has over him is that Ronaldo's done it in a number of countries. Messi might walk out of Barcelona, and Messi might be a flop. We we don't know that for we don't know that for a fact. Spain are quite well known for their poor quality football leagues. So. <laughs> um, right. Let me let me throw let me throw a question right back at you boys. Um, right back. Next, Let's say he signs tomorrow and it's confirmed, done deal, he's fit, he's ready to go. What do you think his ownership percentage will be going into game week? Going into game week uh, two, yeah. 45, uh, over half, over half. 60%. Yeah, 63, 65. Everyone's just going to restart the two. Just like Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Free Except me. I'll yeah. be one of the 30-odd yeah. percent. Um, let's move on. Next one. Uh, Jaden Sancho to United. Let's say that happens this summer. What do you 
Oh, he's got to be a midfielder. I don't think there's any way he's being classed as a striker. Price wise, ten, ten and a half. Yeah, nine. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'd say ten and a half. I just don't think it's you know the goal threat would be, mm. you know, Rashford's nine and a half at the moment, and you know he's nailed in the last few seasons. Sancho, would he, you know, would he come in and score that amount of goals? I don't know. I don't think he True. Would. True. Okay. Uh, I, I think I think he's got because he's English. I think he's got the reputation. The amount of money he's going to be coming in for probably a hundred million around that mark. I just think for them to be looking at that sort of level, I just don't see. It. I think they would go a bit more expensive. I, Sorry, I, I which take team your, is looking at him? United. And United. Um, wow. I do take your point that he's probably not necessarily the same goal threat as the Salas and Mane's and things like that. But then I wouldn't say De Bruyne is necessarily a huge goal threat, but he gets a lot of assists and a lot of bonus points. So, yeah. Hammers um, Rodriguez to Everton. Looks like it's going to be a done deal in the next few days. Midfielder, Midfielder seven, seven mil. Seven. A bit more. Eight. Eight. Yeah. I think about seven as well. And I think he'll be rubbish. Yeah, I think he's lost it. I think he's gone. Yeah, Um, I don't. I don't disagree with that. He's going to play for Everton for God's sake. Of course, he's lost. Where was he? Where was he last? Where was he last season? Bayern. Bayern. Bayern last season. Well, I mean, last season, as in he wasn't. He was at Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, Where was he playing? Bayern. Real Madrid. Right. But, but, but he wasn't playing, if that makes sense. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, him, so he was obviously, you know, famously on the pitch with Bale celebrating their title win, but he hasn't played. Right. So if he, I was so an you, Everton fan, I would be more excited about the sign of Decore from Watford than yeah. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. So I'd, sure. I'd rather bring him in, I think. Not sure Did you that. say you'd be more excited? Or yeah. Upset? Well, I'd rather, I'd rather bring him in. I'd rather bring Decore in over Hamas Rodriguez. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. It's proven, proven Prem player as well. Yeah. I do like Hammers Rodriguez though. He's, I mean, going somewhere like Everton, where he's going to be the main man, might again might be the, what's what's best for him. Whereas he's maybe just not good enough for these top 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 teams. Anyway, uh, Thiago to Liverpool, all Man United. If you believe some of the rumours, probably not. Um, Thiago to Liverpool. Can't name Seven comment. million. Yeah, he's quite. He's not really a goal threat. No. Not I really. I don't know if he's much an assist threat either, so no. no, I think I think it'd be seven mil as well, and I think seven mil would be overpriced. Yeah. Lovely yeah. football, though. Lovely yeah, football. Fantastic football. Um two more. Uh penultimate one, one Stuart mentioned earlier, Kai Havertz to Chelsea. Gotta be gotta be midfield. Yeah. Eight and a half. I feel like that's their 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 default talented midfielder coming in who's not you know, what? someone like Bruno Fernandez. Did Bruno coming out? Eight and a half. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking, that they sort of go, that sort of mid-range where it's a bit pricey, so it might put yeah. you off, but it gives us a bit of wiggle room if they take off and we can jack that price up. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're about right there. Yeah, about eight and a half. Yeah. Um, and, and the last one, the, bi- the big one, now this is, this is on, the, you know, on, the, on the down low, if this happens. Callum, Callum Johnson to Fulham. <laughs> um... <laughs> He'll love that. He'll get a nice cheeky little one if he listens to the podcast. All right, Callum. Hope you're doing well, all right. 15, yeah. Hope you've still got both your legs after the game the other day. <laughs> what, did I, what, what did I say Messi would be coming in at? <laughs> <laughs> Similar to my one. Really. 
Adam Mill. Yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, I, I don't know how proud his family would be, but I'd be fucking, I'd be so over the moon if Callum Johnson was in the Premier League. One day, one day we'll see him now, I'm sure. Love his uh, we've been going for over two two hours, lads. Let's let's knock something on the head. Does anyone want to do the top four and bottom three? Is anyone worried about predicting that? Uh, can we all just agree that Fulham are going down? No, no, yeah. can't. Oh wow! Oh, let's do it. All right, yeah, let's, let's do it. No explanation. Just I just want your. Yeah. We'll, we'll come yeah. back to this in a year's time. I just want your top four in order and your bottom three in order. Uh, MJ. Um, City. Liverpool, United, um, Sheffield. <laughs> oh, fair, that might happen. Good luck. Um, Stuart? City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. City, United. Ooh. Fucking hell, Chelsea, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, Cardiff? Uh, City, <laughs> City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United. Uh, yeah, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United. Classy. Liverpool. Grow up. City. Chelsea, United. Interesting. Uh, oh, for yeah, me, maybe United, Chelsea. I've got Liverpool, nah. Chelsea, City, <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Uh, bottom three, quickly. Uh, so from 18 down. So who's just getting relegated down to bottom? MJ? Leeds, Newcastle, West Brom. Okay. Stuart? Villa, Fulham, West Brom. Villa? Why didn't I consider Villa? Interesting. Uh, Dylan? Fulham, Brighton, West Brom. Ooh. Got some Fulham entries. Yeah, I can't say think, Fulham. Cannot I say would, Fulham. Not I allowed. Think, I, I find the 18th place really hard to decide. Um, 20, uh, 20th West Brom, 19th Fulham, and then 18th, I would say uh, Brighton. But I think so I many think, teams down there, aren't there? Brighton, yeah. Villa, Newcastle, Sheffield United. Oh, I do think could be down there this year. But as, as Gossie will remember, when we used to do, we did it for a couple of seasons, we tried to predict the entire Premier League at the beginning of the season, the entire Premier League from first down to 20th. Uh, one season, all four of us that were playing predicted in either the bottom or the 19th place, Leicester. Guess which yeah. team won the league that year? Yeah, yeah. The, literally the year they won it, we all predicted them in the bottom two. Um, so it's always, it's always quite tough. Anyway, my bottom three, very quickly, I've gone for Palace, Brighton, West Brom. So I've got West Brom. Right. I think we've all... We've, We've all said West, West Brom, Brom going down. If they sign a bag load of players in the next few days, that could obviously change. But at the moment, I just don't look at their squad and think there's a, enough quality. That said, I was I was ripping the shit out of Sheffield United this time last year and they yeah. they had an, it's just an unreal season. Yeah. Um, I think Brighton are good. I just don't think they're great. And Palace just don't make goals. Anyway. Sadly, I think uh, Leeds are staying up. Yeah, so yeah. do I. I think, yeah. I think they'll do the best of the three, if I'm honest. Yeah. I just think... I think if they have a, a, a shit half season, they've got, I mean, they've got a world-class manager in, in Bielsa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also they've got some money. So if they're having a shit first half season, yeah. come January, they can probably go and sign one or two players, tweak it and, and do something with it. So I, I yeah. do, 
I think they're going to probably do the best of the three, but who yeah. knows? Who knows? I actually think Fulham will be all right. Uh, MJ, suck made quickly. Suck man. It's time for questions that you posted on all the platforms that you utilize to provoke our replies. Although increasingly our price and the phones statements that require no response as opposed to the questions we requested in our initial post on the out so we got uh, some questions on and comments over on instagram uh, <laughs> shelby shelby Shelby's. alan shearer though isn't it correct yeah i would have thought she would have gone for ian rush but there you go scored a, <laughs> scored a lot of goals him he did yeah so did ian rush maddie maddie mad world Madders. um uh, this is jameson <laughs> fucking hell no <laughs> Let's not start any fires. Sorry to the official, Mrs. James, and that was, of course, just a joke. <laughs> yeah, Claire will definitely listen to this one. Um, I wish I could score MJ. Yeah, yeah. Frankie Funko. Funkers. Funkers. D- hang on, Being... no. Dirty Leeds scum. Yeah, Great. correct. Being a Leeds United fan, I can A wait for the new season. First game is against Liverpool, so either it'll be our greatest hour or a damn good rooting up the bum. I think the latter. Could be. Why yeah. can't it be both? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bit of fun for everyone. Not Finn Rogers. Finners. All Finners. the girls. Cool. Liam T180. Laminator. Akers. 081T Mail. Uh, I support Portsmouth and Gillingham. Hopefully we can have good season. <laughs> 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 nah, what? <laughs> Callum Malcolm. Malcus. Malcus. Yes, about time David Goss was back. What a lad. No. Thank you, Callum. And, no. and Dylan. Yeah. yeah. A little bit back and forth there. Um, and then over on Facebook, we've got Mark Can. Callers. Marcus. After Arsenal's FA Cup win and yesterday's Community Shield results, is Mikel Arteta going to take Arsenal back to where they belong in the top four of this season? Uh, you listen to me, they will. A bit close. Yeah, I, think they, I think they're going to be better. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And Upcar Baradia. Upcar, Riz. Um, As a Crystal Palace fan, I'm currently deciding between the team names Easy Like Sunday Morning and Fergie Time in honour of our two new signings, ideally using the classic template of a football-related pun. What will your team names be? You guys have got any football puns? Every year I keep thinking that I should do a a hilarious pun, but I've I've just gone for Warhammer again. I've I've got an awful one which I almost certainly will improve on before the season starts, and it was it's probably the thing I need to spend more on more time on than my team. Um, all talk no trossard, which is a play on the word all talk no trousers. It's an awful one; it doesn't really work. So I need to change that. Yeah, my team name is uh, Tech Like Onoma, um, which 
is a lyric from an AJ Tracy uh, song. Uh, the full lyric. Explain that one as well, yeah. The full lyric goes, Tech like onama, stick like cholera, got your girl's number, but I won't holler her. And now, Onama has played his part and he is now in the Premier League. So that name might well stick, but I might try and find another one. Yeah. Mm. Dylan? My nickname is Demo. So just a Demo show. It was Demo's toes last year. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there's a few bombs in the league, so yeah. I've toned it down a bit. Yeah. Your your name, FC. your name yeah. being Demo, you could really make some Dynamo puns there. Like yeah. the, my boxing nickname was Dynamo, so I was going to go that, but I've done that. The, yeah, Demo's agreeable, Demo Bucharest, or something like that. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Plenty of time. Your name. Think, do what you want with no, it. No, no. I think uh, I think we've established. <laughs> he, I think we've established. He hates your idea, David. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I think of anything. That's what we lead with tonight. Right. Any more, MJ? Or was that? It? That's it. That's my. That's my load. Shot my load. Right. You, you shot your load. Um, have a load of this. This is the uh, Man v Fat Cup Winners Cup. Wow. Why have I got this? Why have I got this? Cool. A load of things in there for a good old-fashioned game of Kita or Solaria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Are those footballers? Yeah. Well, yeah. Nabi Kita and um, Mo Sana. Um, basically, in here, yeah. I've got... Um, of the 17 teams that are returning this season, yep. so not the, not the promoted teams or any of the relegated ones from last year, their top scoring FPL player from last season. Wow. Okay, I'm going to start with one. And you're going to tell me whether the next player got more or less points. Keita or Solaria. Do you think Stephen Mulhern um, is like chewing gum when he's presenting catch? Do you remember? Um, do you remember the the, the, the uh, Do you think Stephen Mulhern starts googling while he's doing Britain's Got the Talent? Do you, do you remember the player with the fantastically dyed facial hair? Did he play for? Um, did he play for Everton? Abel Xavier. Abel Xavier. Abel Xavier. Keita yeah. or Xavier. Doesn't doesn't play anymore though, does he? So that's all he's <laughs> <best relevant. laughs> I mean, we could all just name random players that once played football, but I'd rather I'd rather keep it relevant. Um, right, Shearer yeah. or Aubameyang? For the reference, this is this is the only reason I knew that Richarlison was the top scoring Everton player. Anyway, uh-huh. um, so we're starting off with Southampton, uh, Mr. Danny Ings, 198 points. Yeah. yeah. Will, will the next? By the way, this is, a, this is a last man standing thing. So once you get it wrong, you're out. And it'll be just the last player. Lower. No. Lower. Yeah. Anyone lower. going higher? Higher, yeah. Or lower. Lower. Higher. MJ going higher? Yeah. Cool. MJ wins. Jamie Vardy, 110 points. Oh. <laughs> That's all I roll. Well done, everyone. Cool. 
Glad I spent the time writing all that out and cutting it <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Hang on, but I'm still in it. I'm still in it. <gasps> Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, you won. You, I mean, let's, okay, let's keep yeah, going. Keep then. going. Keep let's, going. Let's see how far you go on this one, one and only game. Oh, oh, it's going to be low, lower than Vardy, then, yeah. It'll, and it'll be yeah. Brighton's. You think it'll be Brighton? Malpay. You think Malpay's the, the top scorer? Brilliant. Cool. Well, that kills that one. Uh, De Bruyne, 251. Well, good game. What a game. That is Keita or Zaveria. Save the trees and all that. <laughs> you were worried we were talking too longer earlier. Oh, yeah, no explanations. We've got the big, long game to pad out. Yeah, I that we've got an extra 10 minutes. Here. What's what we're going to talk about? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we can go back and say what we wanted to say earlier on in the pod. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, don't. Don't talk about a Bamiyang, whatever you do, we've got we've got a one question game to play later. <laughs> <laughs> got any more games, Nathan? Or <laughs> wouldn't matter if I did, probably. I'd imagine they'd be done. Because <sighs> MJ, yeah. tell, tell me about tell me about the one and only person that joined Patreon this 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 episode. <laughs> I bet it's a right. I bet it's a right cockend. <laughs> absolutely nothing I mean, going on with their life. But they're just paying us money. Come three, on, who is it? Who is it? Come on, tell me about it. Three people. Um, so <laughs> Dylan Moe signed up. Our very own Dylan. Oh, so thank you. I feel bad for now. Like earlier, but... oh, no, no, don't feel bad. Don't feel yeah. You know, never, never, uh, you're never obliged. You're, it's I'm always in, done. But you're in. He'll count, counsel after this episode, probably. Absolutely not. <laughs> I think it's charges on the first, first of the month. So I don't know if you're lucky or unlucky. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's going to charge you. It might, you might get a free month there. Uh, for Should the record, the money, the money, the Patreon money does go towards the games that we play on on the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, do you want some money for that? <laughs> <laughs> pop them in the shredder. Um, we also got, um, I believe, I believe both of these have not been called out. I'm not sure. Uh, Dan Clark, so thank you Correct. very much, Dan, for signing up. Uh, you definitely haven't. And uh, LVT, I don't believe has either. Louis Vontal. Um, <laughs> ah, no, Greg. Um, the one before that, I'm not going to say their name, but uh, what did you say? LVT. LVT. No. Uh, yeah, and, and then uh, Joseph Carter did get a shout out. I know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got another one, hasn't he? Yeah, double, double, Fuck double yeah, dip. Yeah. Two. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. You've got some good content coming soon. Just had the. Wait, um, can, Michael, where, where can people donate to Patreon if they want to donate to Patreon? Well, you want to go to patreon.com forward slash food review UK. Oh, really? what, what sort of tiers can they. What sort of tiers can they sign up to? There's three tiers. So, as, as with most things, the bottom tier is the silver tier. Um, which gives you some <laughs> access to live streams, two extra live streams a month. Um, the middle tier gives you pot, extra podcast and uh, an extra food review on top of everything else, um, and also your name in the credits. And the top tier gives you all of those plus an extra legacy food review and extra behind the scenes banter. So uh, we were doing a, on that on that top tier. We were doing a bit of brainstorming for the Cadbury doc documentary this uh, week so oh, yeah. nice. Excellent. good stuff Excellent. 
Well, thank you very much for everyone who um, does donate uh, to the Patreon. I just realised that um, despite my intention to mention it, um, obviously the whole reason that we are talking about (laughs) FPL in the first place is that you can join the uh, Food Review (laughs) UK official um, uh, Fantasy Premier League mini league. Um, We've posted about it a couple of times on social medias, on Instagram and Facebook. And probably Twitter, I would imagine. Um, so you can find the details there. Um, but if not, come and find us and we can give you the code to enter. But in the meantime, I can't find the code. Where is it? If you do want to enter in the meantime, you can enter with the code, all lowercase, M for mother, W for W, uh, K5UI. So that's M-W-K-5-U-I. Enter the league, and if you win the league, you win the chance to host your very own uh, food review, which will be played on the main Food Review UK YouTube channel. We last year it was Adam Waghorn who won, and his his review is up there. We are in correspondence with, well, actually the person who came second place in this year's league um, because the winner decided he didn't want to do the review, so we gave, we gave the option to the second place person who will be doing a review, but we're still waiting for that. So, yeah, please do come along and join the group. I think we've got about 80 names at the moment, currently quite speaking. It's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah my friends not, at work were pretty impressed. It's not bad, so please do come along and have fun. And even if you don't win, it's lovely, lovely bit of banter. Oh, lovely little bit of fun, isn't it? It's not pointless, is it, David Goss? No, it's not pointless at all. It's great, great fun. Just as a quick reminder, who, who, who was the highest placed... Fruit presenter last year. Yeah, that's all we've that got. That's all we've got for tonight. That's all we've got tonight's show. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. We've not got any. Are you getting that? Um, just is that? Yeah, you going into a tunnel, Stuart? All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> um, thank you very much for everyone to. Um, who's listening tonight thank you very much to mj and gossi and Stuart and dylan and me and everyone else involved in anything <laughs> and everything hopefully we've given you some food for thought some foot yeah. some foot for thought yeah that works bye some of them are shaking their heads but i thought it was uh come back come back in a couple of weeks time when we will have the incomparable charlie fleming talking about food conspiracies Oh, what I love that. Fucking, this is going to be an X-Files thumbnail, I reckon. Do, do, do. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. Do, do. Do, do, do. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 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 Is that Doctor Who? Are we still doing a podcast? That's Doctor Who. That is Doctor Who. X Files was. Yes, David, they're fully aware. They do this sort of shit every single episode. I don't know why. I don't know why Stuart does it because Stuart is a model professional. I don't understand what joy he gets out of ruining ruining shows. He's the one who's got to fucking edit them in the morning. Is this X Files now? Close, yeah. It's it's a bad, bad performance, but it is the X Files, yeah. 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 Can you just say goodbye, everyone, please? 
Bye, everyone, please. Yeah. David Barry Barry Yunos, Californication. Gillian Hall, Sex Education. Gillian <laughs> Hall? Do you mean Gillian Anderson? Gillian Jacobson? Gillian. Gillian. Yeah, Gillian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is she pronounced Gillian as well? Because <laughs> Gillian Jacobs is. Who's voicing Adam Eve in the Invincible? Let's call it a night. 